Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello and good evening, everybody. I want to uh, say Merry Happy Holiday Season to all of you. I'm really excited. Uh, it's going to be a great night tonight. It's been a fantastic week. I know we have a lot of people out of town and visiting with family and things like that, so I don't know how busy we're going to be tonight, but we're here and we're going to have some fun. And uh, this, yeah, our our last show of the year, our New Year's Eve party at the Speakeasy Cafe. Can you just think about that? We're starting our 14th year together. We're starting our 14th year here together. It's been a fast, fantastic year. We've had such amazing triumphs and, and some tragedies and, and some, you know, beautiful new things and some and some endings will happen. I mean, it's just been a, an amazing year with this family here together uh, the last whole last year. And I just want to thank all of you and let you know that I appreciate you and, and, you know, whatever it is you're decking your halls with this holiday season, I hope it's um, an amazing one for you. So yeah, a whole new year. What do you, what do you think? I want you to think about this. I want you to think about what you want to do creatively with your writing and or otherwise. Um, There's a whole new year and people, you know, for some reasons, I guess it's just the clean slate. You know, we always make such amazing plans and set these incredible goals the first of the year. So I want you to think about what you want, what you want to, what kind of goals you want to set for this brand new year that we have coming in. And we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight when you come on. And you should have already been thinking about that because I reminded you last week, right? I asked you about it last week, but yeah. So I want you to kind of think about that. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in more detail in just a moment when we do our prompts and stuff. But speaking of, if you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. So a new year. New year. All right, I'll get to more of what that means for us as writers here at the cafe in just a moment. But first, some announcements. I would like to remind you that if you would like to put together a writer's workshop with us, you can shoot me. Probably the easiest way would be to shoot, don't shoot me. Shoot me a message on Facebook. If I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And let me know what you want to put together. We can do these live or pre-recorded or a combination of both. So you can send me, you know, do an audio file on your computer and send it over to me. We can do it live. We can play a track for it's your, your MP3 file for the workshop first and come on live after that. You know, whatever it is you want to put together, we'll make it happen for you. Uh, you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. We all have something and we all have, have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So, yeah, let me know what you want to do. Can, you can do an actual workshop where we create a poem, talk about your favorite poet. Your, you know, and especially this is a new year. 
You know, and if you've been sitting there thinking, you know, I'd really like to do that, but I don't know what to do. That's okay. Google it. Writer's workshop, writer's prompts, writer's something. There's just all kinds of ideas out there. And you can come on and say, hey, I'm doing this writer's workshop that I saw at this site, and this is how you do it. So you don't have, you know, you can bring something to us. Uh, just, you'll have some fun. Yeah. Let me know what you want to do. We'll get that put together. The next thing I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank everybody who helped sponsor the show for our 2019 broadcasting license. Appreciate you guys so much. I want to let kind of call off and let everyone uh, know how amazing this list of people are. We have James Wensapian, Sean Golickson, Roslyn Prentice, John Case, Paula Sweet, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Mangus Khan, Ronald B. Bremner, Terry Galloway, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Uma Ponchapalli, Christy Doherty, Julia Vargas, and Michael W. Inks. I know I'm saying his name wrong, but I love him dearly. I'm horrible with names. Gosh. Okay. So I just want you guys to know on behalf of the entire community how much we appreciate you and uh, being being responsible for keeping us helping, you know, help with those licensing fees. You guys are amazing and we love you. Okay, next. <laughs> have your journals out because we have your journal assignments and your prompts. And we do these at the beginning of every show. So if you're sitting there one night and you're thinking, I don't know what to write, just listen to the first 15 minutes of any show and we'll give you some prompts and some ideas and you can be off and running from there. So go ahead and jot these down as we go through them tonight. If you don't get everything that I say, and I'm probably going to get lost on part of this one because I'm going to ramble and you know, that's what I do. I have little, I go off chase butterflies. <laughs> oh, look, there's a B. Oh, look, no, wait, there's a J. No, there's a K. You thought I meant a bumblebee, didn't you? All right. Anyway. So uh, yeah, we're going to try to get through this together. If you don't, keep up with or if I don't say something correctly <laughs> you can always come back to the archive at the end of the show and, and write down anything that you've missed or shoot me a message and say what in the hell were you talking about Nyla <laughs> all right so the first thing I'm going to do is you should have a journal or a notebook or something that you write in and I really prefer that you do these things on pen and paper um, so have your journal assignment out and I'm going to give you there's going to be a lot tonight, guys. So, okay. So I'm going to give you a journal assignment for the year. And it's one that I set for myself a few years ago. And I really loved, and I'm probably going to do it again this year. This is probably going to be mine. I, I need this one this year, I think. So I'm going to do it again. You know, sometimes we have to revisit things. But I want you to think about this. I want, uh, because, all right. So it's the one where I say that I, I write a haiku a day every day of the year. And you're thinking, wow, you know, a haiku every day. I don't even know what a haiku is. I don't even write haikus. You know, it's simple. Three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. You can look that up on Google and, and kind of, if you don't know how to write them and, and, uh, you know, if you're one of those people, <laughs> if you're one of those people that say, um, I don't know how to write a haiku or I don't think I would enjoy it. Just go have a quick conversation with, with Miss Jamie Bond. And ask her about how she started writing haikus. And once she did, they're like, they're like little brain burps, right? We're always doing that. We're always thinking a sentence or something rambles into our head and we jot it down and thinking it'll come into a, it'll become a poem someday. Why not make it a haiku? Why does it have to have something else? Take what you write and work on it. Every single day, write a haiku. If you're walking through your day and you can't find something 
that's worth 17 syllables of your time, then we need to look at some different type of goals. <laughs> We're going to have to start out at the beginning. I mean, I'll take you back out to the sandlot and, and let you remember what it's like to have those scraped knees. But every day, there's got to be something worth 17 syllables. You know, and once you start looking for them, you're going to start tripping over them and running into them, and they're going to fly into your eye and get stuck in the grill of your car, and you're going to accidentally step on one, and, and you're going to see one dripping out of someone's, you know, ear or something. Oh, that's really kind of creepy. That's a science fiction stuff. No, we'll blame it on that. Um, but do that. Set that goal for yourself. At the end of the year, now some of them are going to just be silly. Stupid. Remember, these are in your journal, so no one's ever going to see them. They don't have to be great haiku, just 17 syllables about something. But if you do that every day at the end of the year, you have 365, 365 haikus. It takes about 60 poems for a, cha, or a, for a poetry book, 60 to 80 in a haiku, in, in the haiku uh, format, or 32 if you wanted to do a chat book. And there's a big difference between publishing a book of poetry and publishing a chat book. And if you don't know what that is, then I think maybe we could do a, let me know if you guys are curious about that and what that means for your poetry. Um, yeah, shoot me a message. Maybe we'll do a workshop on that right after the first of the year. I, I think that's really important knowledge for people to know who may not know. So anyway, your journal assignment for the year is to write a haiku every day. All right. Now, your normal journal assignment for the week is our, is our rambling pen. So at the top of the page, I want you to start with this sentence, federal law prohibits. Federal law prohibits. Write that down at the top of your page and just keep going from there. I don't want you to think about it. I just want you to let go and let the ramblings commence. It's like an exercise in giving yourself permission to make messy, to let your inner voice take over, to let go of the reins, pure brain freedom. You know, just follow it. Go wherever it goes. Just ramblings. So federal law prohibits, and I don't care if you end up with your grocery list. Just keep writing about 10 minutes and you're good. Do that every single day. No one will ever see what you write. It's just messy musings. But those words are worth a million times their weight in gold in terms of what it will give back to you like 10 billion times and again as a writer if you do that. You know, someday when you're accepting the Poet Laureate for the Universe Award and someone asks you, you know, what really made a difference for you? And you're going to say, it was my messy musings. <laughs> very important to do this so yeah the uh the writing the the ram rambling pen starts with a sentence federal law prohibits and keep going for there about 10 minutes long now i said we were going to talk about the new year and we are you know the beginning of a new year is such a hopeful time we all get excited and we make such amazing goals for ourselves and whether we break out like a, a brand new calendar or just flip through january on our smartphones you know there's a sense of being given a fresh start every January 31st, you know, and we'll sit there and we'll make goals for ourselves and, and, um, but most of the time we don't keep them. You know, we, we, we write down all these things that we want to accomplish, but it's like we, we stumble over the first steps and then we like change quietly and 
retreat back into our old comfortable habits of whatever it was we do. You know, I've never written a haiku. Oh, I'm going to do it as the first of the year. That sounds great. I have a haiku. Every poetry, every poet in this world worth their salt, no matter what kind of poetry they write, should have a collection of haiku. Period. That's not open to debate. That is a necessity. It's just like every Oregon poet has to have either blackberries or blue heron in their poems. It's just the way it is. All right, heron, not herrings, heron, blue heron. <laughs> heron. I, I have I have a haiku about that. I'll see if I can pull that up during the show. If I can find that during the show um, while we're on here tonight, I'll find my haiku about being an Oregon poet. And and that is really seriously a rule. You know, it's if you're if you're in Oregon, they'll tell you that that's you know you're not an Oregon poet if you don't have that. So I had to have one, right? Okay, so I made mine a haiku, ironically enough. So we just we get back into we go we we fall back into our comfort zones, the things that we normally write about, the things that we normally do, and if we keep doing that, we're never going to grow. You know, if you think about in your past the things that are most memorable, the things that stand out, that you, you know, you look at your childhood and that was the greatest day. I will bet you that none of them happened in a situation where you were comfortable. You know, but how do we break that habit? How do we help ourselves do that? You know, how do we stop setting ourselves up for failure? You know, how do we break the habit of procrastination, I guess? Well, it's kind of like that old saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. But nobody said you had to do it at one setting, right? There's a freezer. You can take a year to eat that elephant if you need to. (laughs) So your writing exercise, which is where this is going, that I'm going to give you tonight is going to be in two parts. Okay. We're going to go over uh, both of those. But one of them is this one that I'm going to give you right now is this is for this week. I'll give you the year one after we're done. So this is your writing ex- exercise for this week. And a writing and a writer, your writing exercises are meant to make you sweat. They'll make you to do things you wouldn't do, think of ways you normally wouldn't think, um, write about a subject you would never even have considered. You know, they're meant to flex your muscles, to make messy. Nothing in this is ever supposed to be for popular consumption unless you happen to trip over yourself and create a masterpiece by accident. This is where you want to sweat. This is where you want to get dirty. This is where you want to play is in your writing exercises. So I want that to be your exercise this week to be really thinking about your writing goals. What do you want? What do you really, really want? As a writer, what do you really want creatively or in general in life? You know, it doesn't matter. You can do that for any of these. You know, you can write one of these lists about writing. You can do one about, you know, me as myself as a creative person or myself as a mother or this, you know, however it is. Um, But it's basic steps. You know, you have to make it accessible. You have to make it something easy to do. So I want you to think about what you really want because you're never going to do something. It's like you'll never quit smoking unless you really want to. You're never going to reach a goal unless you really want to. So it has to be something very personal to you, not what you think it should be, not what someone else thinks it should be, but what do you want? I want you to really think about that because you have to have that drive to reach for it or it's real easy to get sidetracked. All right. When you look at writing, you know, it's like, say, 
you know, for me, it's I want to, I've been working on this freaking book forever. And, you know, I just, I get caught up in all this other stuff and it hasn't gotten done yet. So my goal this year is to put everything together so that at the beginning of next year, I'm ready to go through the publishing process. So I'm not saying this year I want a new book. I want my book out this year. I want to set a realistic goal for myself because I know what my life's like. (laughs) So, you know, what would be a great accomplishment to at least have everything put together and ready and informatted and and ready to go forward with handing it over and saying, this is the book that I'm going to do. That's an easier goal. That's a realistic goal. That one doesn't, you know, that one isn't so lofty. When you set that goal and you know, you know what you want now. So that's what I'm going to want. How do you get there? You know, time, you, we all know how fast time goes. Someone told me, I got a text the other day that said, I cannot believe it's five days till Christmas. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> I thought I had a couple of weeks, you know, and so I had people I had to send stuff to and things like that. And I had five days. Some of them I didn't send yet. Oh, I'm such a bad person. But where does time go, right? So that's usually what happens and slips up. And just like writing a haiku a day, I didn't write a haiku for the last three days. Okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't care if you miss three days. If you miss three days, you miss three days. But that doesn't mean you can't, you have to, you can quit. This is mandatory. You cannot quit. You know, if you miss three days, I don't care. You pick up that pen and you write one on the fourth. Push yourself. Have that passion. All right. So, and yeah, you have to do what I say. All right, so how do you do this? I want you to look at your goal, and then I want you to look at your 12 months of the year. And I want you to set down the steps. I want you to set like two or three steps you can do every single month. Okay, this is my goal for this month. I'm going to pull all my poetry, and I'm going to read through my old journals and try to come up with poems that I want for sure in this, this, uh, this book. That's a good goal for the first month. You know, start pulling my my things together. Then what am I going to do next month? So I want to write two or three things down for each month that I can do. And if I happen to miss one of them, that doesn't mean I can say, oh, shoot, I didn't do that last month. I can stop. No, I go on to the next thing and I keep going. So write them down, make them tangible. Don't make them just in your head, you know, and like I said, set goals that are real, realistic and attainable, you know, and make sure they're measurable, you know, make sure that you can actually see that progress in your head and are in, you know, in front of you and, you know, feel good about it. So give yourself those little victories, like give yourself those, those, you know, pats on the back. I, you know, I got that done. That's awesome. All right. And another thing I want you to think about doing is design goals that can be accomplished with a partner because it's always more fun going to the gym or walking the dog or something like that with a partner because they help keep us motivated. So think about some of your goals and talk about them. And we will be talking about those on the air tonight and maybe find someone with a common goal as yours or somebody that you find inspiring and design some goals that that you do together that will keep you motivated and moving forward. All right. And then I want you to think about this. I want you to create goals for yourself in areas of your life, not just writing, not just about your, I want this, you know, I, I want this book out. You know, so that's my goal. But that was my, you know, my goal last year, but I didn't sit and do write down my things like I should have. 
and it never would have happened last year, and I'm not beating myself up over that, so I'm going to do it this year, along with writing my haikus. Um, but you want to create goals for yourself that are not just sitting down and writing. I got invited last year up to a place called Bohemia Mountain that was part of the old Oregon gold rush, and all the old cabins and the mines and the, the workings are all up there still. And I got a chance to go up and camp for a week on an old gold mine and tromps around this this far back, untamed, crazy mountain area. And it was incredible. I can't even tell you what that experience was like. You know, fingertips on history like that. You know, listening for ghosts. And getting and seriously getting caught up in that gold fever digging in that dirt. I mean, that is not something, if I were to sit down and write or use it as a metaphor, that's not something that I could have pulled out of my head ever, nowhere near in the same way as if I had just decided, well, I'm going to use this as an example. Things are much stronger, much more vivid, more passion-filled, more exciting when you've lived them. So I want you to set goals for yourself outside of your 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 writing brain, <laughs> okay? I want you to do things that, you know, it's important to feed all of you, to experience new things, to have new input. You know, let the world paint itself on your, you know, on your brain's palette. You know, the more you experience, the more you have to write about. You know, set goals that are going to make you go out and feel and touch and taste and smell things. You know, make you poke dead things with a stick or breathe Breathe life into the ancient, discover brand new colors in the crayon box. You know, let your, <laughs> I'm pulling these out of my ear now. You know, let your mind and your mind's footsteps and fingerprints experience and discover things for the first time like you did when you were a kid. You know, give yourself that. Set goals that are going to make you go out there. I mean, can you imagine what it was like when you were a little kid, the very first time you saw a hot air balloon and realized the concept that there was a person up there in that balloon? Wouldn't you love to feel that? I bet half of us can't even remember. But there's an echo inside of us that does. You know, I want you to find that, chase that echo, set goals that are going to make you experience life. You know, so this is the second part of your writing exercise for the whole, but this is for the whole year. So this is your, your yearly writing exercise. What I want you to do, you know, and like I said, you know, an exercise isn't always writing. Sometimes it's doing. And, what I want you to do this year is once a month, right, one time a month, you know, be it an hour or an afternoon, a day or even a weekend, do something just for you, preferably just with you, you know, by yourself, go out and do something. You know, if, you, if it's important to take someone, then you can, but, you know, in, in my perfect world inside my head, this is the way you're doing it <laughs> because then there's no distractions. So, but find, find, one thing, go once a month, find something to do with just you and do something new, something you've never experienced, like go to a museum or, um, you know, go over and watch a random little league baseball game. Go to a town you've never been in and walk around at night. Uh, you go see a play, walk the riverfront, go to the Elephant Garlic Festival. And yes, that's a real thing. <laughs> You know, buy some watercolors, make a clay dragon, build a birdhouse, wear toe socks. I don't care. Make time to explore and discover new things. You know, once a month, 
do something you've never done before, something you've always wanted to do, or something out of the ordinary, or stop long enough to let something in. Once a month, be it for an hour or an afternoon, a day, or better yet, a whole weekend. Take time to take yourself out on a play date and let your mind be filled. You can't write about life unless you live. And that's important, too. It's important to take that time. How we give so much to everything else in the world. Take that time for ourselves. All right. All right. The next thing, that's that part. <laughs> a couple more things, and we're going to be done, guys. Honest. Um, at, at, the end, at the end of these, I always give you two poetry prompts. Okay. Now, poetry prompts are different than exercises or assignments. They're meant to create a poem. So they are a seed I'm planting and be it the title of the poem, a line in the poem, or the concept of the poem. This seed being planted is expected to be grown into a poem at the end. So your first poetry prompt is Daddy's Coat. Daddy's Coat. All right. It can be the title. It can be a line in or the concept of Daddy's coat. Now, the second prompt I'm going to give you, which is also intended to provoke a poem, is that's my line. And what this is, it's a line I borrowed from a poet who read last week. So you're going to be sitting here reading tonight saying, I wonder if she's going to pick a poem, a line out of my poem. So out of someone's poem tonight, I'm going to have the prompt for next week. The one tonight is from Colin Kennedy Hume. And I know that I don't always say his name right, but I love him dearly. He knows that. Sometimes it's Callum and Colum. But he says it with an accent. So I don't know if I'm saying it with an accent and thinking it's said one way or another way. We'll have to have a discussion about this, hun, later on. You, and you can, you can, because I'm really trying hard to speak British. I'm learning words like brilliant. Everything's brilliant and scrummy. Um, so I'm learning to, I'm learning to speak, speak Europe. European. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep going here. Anyway, Colin's prompt was mind contorting. All right, so that can be the title of your poem. That can be a line in your poem or the concept of your poem. Mind contorting. All right, awesomeness. All right, now we're going to get into the easy part. I always start and end every episode with an audio track, so be it um, you know, if you're a if you're a spoken word artist and you have something on MP3, or if you want to sit at your computer and you know, which was what most of us do, a headset and microphone and a you know program like WavePad, real simple program to use. It's almost like copying and pasting a text file easy in audio. Uh, you know, and, and make an MP3 file and send it in to me. We can get those uploaded to the show's library and play those for the world. So yeah, you can uh, send those to me if you don't have. Uh, it's probably email. The word the is in the email title, so make sure that you write the first because if you don't put the in there, someone's going to get something really strange. I always think that over the years. After the last 13 years, I know that they've got audio tracks. Why in the hell are people sending me this poetry? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so send it to me at the, 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 the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Put audio track, MP3 file, recording, something like that in the subject line for me. We'll get those uploaded to the show, as I said, and we will play them for the world. Now, this being the end of the year and being a New Year's party, we're thinking about all this stuff new we're going to do and all the things we've been and all the places, you know, that we've experienced this last year. 
I wanted to play this for you because I always tell you when you come on here, you never know who's going to hear your words, what they're going to hear, how they're going to interpret them. So my insurance agent, uh, I was talking to him one time when I was in renewing my insurance and mentioned something about the radio show and he asked me about it and he goes, oh, that's cool and, and all this stuff and you know, can I listen to it? And I'm thinking, oh, God, do I really want my insurance agent listening to me say, you know, whatever on the, <laughs> do I really want him to know this side of me? <laughs> he thinks I'm such a fine, upstanding person. My rates will probably go up. But I gave him the link to the show and he came and he listened. And I got an email two days later saying, I want you to know that I listened to your show and I was so blown away by the poets that I sat down. And I wrote this. And he gave me an MP3 file. Now, he's not a writer and he's not a poet. He's a musician. So coming here that night inspired him to create this song. So this song is in existence as a direct result of everyone he heard tonight. You know, and that's why I kind of say, you know, set different types of goals for yourself. You know, try new things. Do things you've never done before. You know, get, sink your fingers in some clay. You know, put a paintbrush in your hand, a spray paint can. I don't care. You know, so I just, I always thought this was pretty amazing that he sat here and listened to you guys. And out of what he heard, he said that, you know, some of the lines in it were things from what he heard in the poet's poems that night. And so I just thought it was real cool. And I thought it was a really neat way to end and start the new year on the old year. <laughs> Is, is thinking about this. How do we touch people? What does this show mean to people? You know, and so I, I wanted to share this with you. It's an amazing piece of music, amazing song that he wrote and recorded for us and uh, inspired by you guys, completely by you guys. Here you go. This is Michael Brennus with My Own Divide.
That was Michael Bredemus, my insurance agent, State Farm Insurance, uh, with My Own Divide, a song that he sat down and wrote after being inspired to listening to a night of you poets reading on the air here. And it, I can't even tell you because this guy is so clean cut. You know, they have, State Farm has this thing where, or was it Farmers? I forgot. Anyway, they, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't endorse somebody. Um, anyway, um, they have these things like the Blue Bookend Award, you know, and it's like out of every agent in the universe, you are the Blue Bookend recipient type award, right? And he's got them all over. His, he's very clean cut. And then, and then all of a sudden he gives me this audio track. And I honestly have to tell you, I was expecting something kind of nerdy like me, you know. <laughs> but, but all of a sudden out of my computer came this gravelly, sexy, dark rock sound of that song. I was like, what? No, wait, what? <laughs> I never looked at him in the same way again. You know, we all have that side of us that the world doesn't get to see. And I, I just thought it was kind of cool that I got introduced to that because of you guys. So thank you for that. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. We're going to play some audio tracks throughout the show. If we're able to, we will be closing the show with an audio track like we always do. Like I said, if you'd like to have yours played on the air, you can email those to me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3, something like that, in the the uh, subject line, and we can get those uploaded for you and play them. All right, so what is going to happen next? If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. Before I do that, let me give the number again real quick. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you'd like to call in, you can call in and read with us or just listen on the air. Just follow the prompts when you dial in, okay? If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 540 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That's very important. You want to make sure that people know who's reading and you have your name attached to your work. You can do two poems right now. If the lines get too full, we're, we may have to change that. It's you know, the, the day after Christmas for a lot of people and they're out with families and stuff like that. So I don't know how busy we're going to be tonight. But if we do get full lines, then you know, I may need to cut that back down to one, but you're good for two right now. Please make sure that when you're done reading, you give your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you. And then remember, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. We have a mature rating. We do not have an adult rating. So leave a little bit to the ethereal and we'll be good. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up of where you're going to be. We have area code 540 first, as I said. Then we have 807 and then 256. I do want to let area code 503, uh, column 447 and 213 know that you are not in the lineup. So 503, 447 or 213. If you guys would like to come on the air, please press one. If you're here just listening, welcome to the show. We're going to get started here in just a moment. And I, uh, you know, if you change your mind at any time, just go ahead and press one. I'll be able to bring your call on 503 and 447. I've got 213 on now. Awesome. All right. So let's go ahead and bring area code 540. 540, are you with me? I sure am. Hey, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Well, this is Phil. Thanks. 
Attorney Phil Church, as you know, uh, down in Virginia. <laughs> I do know. Welcome to the show, sweetie. Happy ending of one year and a happy new year. Ah, right, happy new year to you. That's my uh, my dad was a New Year's baby for 1938, so we we celebrate his birthday every uh, New Year's Day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it. It, 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 it. When I was growing up, it was like a second holiday almost. It, you know, of course, then when I got grown up, it, it was a second holiday, but not for Monday. <laughs> <birthday. laughs> Darian hangs several tales. Um, what, I'm, what I'm going to do, if it's okay, is uh, I want to read a couple of my haikus and then a, a, a short poem. Okay. But you were talking about haikus, and and I, I thought, well, I've, I've done a couple of those, but um, <laughs> so um, I, I like well, I like all the uh, the uh, classic poets and writers, but uh, Oscar Wilde is is uh, kind of one of my my more favorites. And uh, as a matter, of, I got a first uh, edition uh, book that uh, he wrote uh, and signed. With his prison numbers rather than his name, that uh, one of my little treasures. But uh, uh, I don't know. You, you, I guess you kind of have to know who Oscar Wilde was and all to get the uh, the haiku. But here it goes. It's called the Oscar Wilde haiku. <clears throat> Oscar was a rogue and spoke with an Irish brogue, but he was in vogue in haiku. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. here's the second one. This is tomorrow. None holds tomorrow, no matter what they may say. Once held, it's today. And like, <laughs> they're fun to write, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, the five seven five. It's it's. it's you know, like you said, a, a person really ought to. I haven't done it. I might, that might be one of my New Year's resolutions is write at least one haiku every day. It, it, you don't get a choice. I already gave it to you. Oh, there you go. See, then it, I must do it. <laughs> well, it's so cute you guys think you have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's really charming, uh, really. <laughs> uh, wow. I, shall I? <laughs> Madam Nyla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or what, that works for me. <laughs> so, oh, I, I, you can tell I got a little bit of a frog in my throat. I'm fighting a little bit of a, a cold or something. Our weather down here has been just crazy. I mean, it's been 60 degrees the last couple of days. And, uh, uh, you really sound good. you sound fine. I'm, I've got the same thing. I've had I've been. I don't know if you can. I mean, I feel like I sound rather raspy tonight. But um, yeah, I've I've been real sick the last couple of days too. So I'm oh. right there with you, sweetheart. Oh, you sound fine. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll make tea and honey for each other. Huh? We'll make tea and honey for each other and read Shakespeare. Oh, that, hey, that's no problem at all. Uh, and and your wife can make us chicken soup. <laughs> well, uh, I hate to tell you this, but uh, I just got divorced. <laughs> oh, well, hell, don't look at me to cut. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
stuff for a gift, uh, what I did, uh, uh, you know, I, I like to get these uh, rare books and, and things like that off of eBay. Mm-hmm. And you can get uh, single leaves, which would be, have, of course, a leaf, book leaf would have a front and a back to it. But you can get single leaves like of the, uh, the, uh, the first uh, ever King James Version or, in this case, uh, the Geneva Bible. And I, I uh, purchased uh, some leaves, like um, my dad's favorite book in the Bible is Acts. So uh, some of these you can choose. So I chose uh, Acts, and, uh, you know, when they came in, I just went up to the dollar store up here and bought two frames, uh, you know, like you'd stick a picture in or a diploma. Mm-hmm. And I just used the extra pane of glass. And uh, put the leaf from the Bible between the two panes of glass, and, and had and put it had it in the frame, and it makes a wonderful gift. That's awesome. Yeah, just uh, and you can do that with Shakespeare. I mean, I guess anything really, but uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it, it's not an expensive gift, and it it, it kind of has the personal touch. So I'll I put that out there for people, but. Okay, I'm going to read my poem, then I'm going to get on off of here and give someone else a chance at it. <clears throat> but because we're talking about New Year's and all, uh, this this uh, poem is called Turn and Burn. Looking up to see the bottom, it's your darkest hour. No more tricks up your sleeve. Find the higher power. Choose life now. Don't worry about how. Just really mean it. It's what to do reaching the end of you and seeing it. Think about damage done, trouble that you're giving. Don't wait. Make it straight. Change the way you're living. If you don't know how to let it go, never to return, a journey starts with just one step. You have to turn and burn. We wish we could change the past. Ain't nobody pure. Here's the way you start today. Yesterday's gone for sure. Changing what you're able to, some lessons to be learned. Find the way, live for today. That's how to turn and burn. In poem. Hello, did I lose you? Well... I've lost you. Either my phone's messed up or yours, so I'm going to get on off here and give somebody else a chance at it. If uh, you can hear me, hopefully I'll talk to you can next. Can you week. hear me now? Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Can you hear me so, now? <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. Something when you just first started reading, something happened and my call dropped, my line dropped, and I can't get back in. And it's saying that I am still officially called into the switchboard, but I'm not. So I'm called in on the guest line, and I unmuted myself. <laughs> oh, so, but everything's okay? <laughs> um, we'll see how long this works. I'm not sure. I've got, I'm, I'm hoping I've got the whole system unplugged so that my mic isn't live. And oh, We'll see how this goes. Like I said, we don't always do it pretty here, but we always do it. So I am going to have to go back to the archives and hear, hear that piece that you just read, but I know it was amazing. Okay. Well, uh, hang tough. <laughs> <laughs> I will. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much for starting the show out and uh, 
just love you so dearly. I'm so glad that you're here in the new year with me. Uh, love you too, and uh, see you next year. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, that was really weird. I hope that. So if something happens, you guys, just so you know, if something happens and my I lose my connection like that, then the show's yours. You can just sit there and read to your heart's content until I get back. Or if I think you're not there, then um, I can just play an audio track. So if something happens and the call drops and you're talking and wondering where I am and then an audio track starts, just hang tight. Stay where you're at, and I'll uh, I'll get things sorted out. Just kind of boring because uh, we're having some issues here tonight. All right. So anyway, next I'm going to go ahead and bring on our caller from area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Hello, Madam Nyla. How are you? <laughs> Madam Nyla, <laughs> Mistress Nyla. I kind of like that. <laughs> I was going to go with mistress, but I didn't know if you'd go for it. But okay, mistress Nyla works for me. That was the first one that sprang into my head. But we both know that's resided in there for a long time already anyway. <laughs> you know, I I really want that image, you know, of me in people's heads right now if they even think for a moment mm-hmm. that doing the haiku a day and writing down your goals in, in 12 little mm-hmm. steps throughout the month is negotiable. That's that's a mandatory. Yeah. This is non-negotiable <laughs> I will, poetry. I will know. I have a list and I'm checking yeah. it twice and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, how are you, uh, Robbie? Um, okay. Uh, I'll email you about something because it's something that I have to mention to you, but I don't want to talk about it on the air. It's just something that's that uh, happened over Christmas. That's not the best thing. Not, not. I'm not affected health-wise or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll email, email you about it. And uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, uh, I have a poem here about a dra- uh, about the dragon. And I thought it was. I kind of smiled. I did smile to myself actually when you mentioned the dragon in the in the your intro out of because clay. yeah yeah because uh, I take on animals as as not not so literally as a guide but it's it's something that I do like people have new year's resolutions and that and I kind of pick out an animal to, whose traits uh to encourage me throughout the year for developing a certain aspect of myself and and uh when it when it seems to start to pop up more than randomly then I take that on because that's the thing I'm the I'm the kind of person that uh it has to really happen exceptionally for me for me to be like, oh well, this is more than a pattern because you know, human mind is geared to see patterns, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, as soon as I heard that that with you mentioning the dragon randomly, I was like, okay, well, this, so, I'm going, I'm, I'm rolling with this. <laughs> do you know why I said make a dragon out of clay? Uh, I would have to listen again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking when I was trying to think of examples of you know, doing things you've never done before. I was, because I do sculpting, I do clay work, and it's one of the many things I do, because I just like playing with stuff. I like, I like making messes, so I do lots of things. But I was looking around the office, my office, trying to get ideas, and over on a shelf, even though I broke it, I still have it, is a dragon I made out of clay, and I was sitting there squishing clay in my hand, trying to get it soft. And mm-hmm. when I took it, and it was the the shape of my fist, you know, mm-hmm. the inside of my fist squishing it. And when I 
took it to squish it again, I was thinking, wow, that shape kind of looks like a dragon. So I took that and took that shape of the fist, my clay fist, when I was squishing it, and I built a dragon around it. And then I had these, like, um, these stuffed animal eye things, and I used those. And I had, of course, I had these dental teeth, like real human dental teeth. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me. I have weird things. I was planning a project one time, and I wanted to use teeth for the dolls. The funny thing is that it didn't even save me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> if you knew me, it would. I know you by now. <laughs> you know, so oh, okay, I wanted them to teeth. look like real teeth. I didn't want them to look like fake teeth. So I, you know, yeah. so I'll take a picture of this dragon I made out of clay that made me think about that, that made you think about this, and here we are okay, again. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely like to see that. I'll put it on, I'll put it on my page for you. Okay, well, uh, so this is a dragon, and I I wrote it to. That's the thing that this it's one of my favorite songs ever. But for some reason, I see it under two titles, which really bugs me because it's literally one of my top three favorite songs of all time. But I don't know if it's supposed to be Tabby Rise, the Earth Moon Mix, or Stolinky, Fire and Ice. Uh, so it's one of those two. But uh, I used that while I was writing, and I wrote this like. Just before the beginning of the don't, show. Don't title us. Don't title us. Sign that song. It's like gender huh? gender signing someone. You can't title it. Title, assign that song. It can have two titles. Yeah. Well. It you can know, be it's... by gender. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. When it's one of your favorite songs, sorry, I was trying to be politically do, correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's that kind of that artistic version of OCD. If it's like your one of your favorite songs ever, you do want to know what the the right title is. But <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this is a dragon seeking the balance in the piercing gaze of an inner dragon's eye, diving into the power of earth, wind, water, and fire. I summon the power within, gentle yet strong, as I summon my spirit's most powerful wind. The rhythm of the power sways as the guardian is summoned within. The winds of power tempered by the icy breath of temperance. As gentle power sets itself on fire with desire to remove all obstacles, those self-imposed and brought forth by karmic will. I guard the treasures of my own spirit so that I may refine them and give them, give of them freely, free to give away like the wind, yet have so much more left in reserve. I take joy now in my own dragon's breath, its depths and breadths, as its fires travel down the tunnel of a refined and utterly pure will, I make the earth itself stand on its stand still in my own manifestations, as the Taurian energy merges within the drag with that dragon, creating the kindest, fierce power that has ever been refi- refined, planted in the earth, and then blown away by Earth's wind. And a Taurian is in there because I am a Taurus, of course. So, <laughs> Are you really? I knew yes. that. Cla- I'm a classic Taurus. Bullheaded and horny, <laughs> as I like to say. Where's the stubborn part come in? I want oh, the God. right title, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm stubborn, but there's stubbornness runs in my family, but I've been able to and, and learning to direct it towards uh, more positive ends, like, you know, a lot of times people are stubborn be- with uh, I want my own way in that, but I get, I try to, it tends to do it more naturally 
and it tends to go more towards when I'm making an effort for something, you know, then I I, I stick to it till I see it through. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a second one here, another one about an uh, a crow, and I think Star Severon will be listening. In archives, I don't think she's listening now. But yeah, I miss her so much. I love her so dearly. Yeah, it's you know we all come and go. Uh, I know she listens outside of the chat sometimes. So, um, and uh, both of us have certain affinity for crows and ravens, and I even sort of befriended befriended one in a way because uh, you know how I do nature photography and I love nature now and all that, and it's. It's uh, I came across a crow that I uh, nicknamed uh, Nero in the in the marina, and I think he was there for for one or two years. And I have some I'll uh, I'll post them on my Canadian Geographic so you can see them. I got some fantastic pictures of them. So uh, <clears throat> this is uh, little crow, little crow, little crow sitting on a wire. What brings you joy and what brings you ire? What thoughts travel through your adolescent avian form? What thoughts fill you with terror? And what thoughts keep you warm? I see you bask in the sunlight, and I wonder where you go during the storm. I delight in your almost comical visage, knowing you will grow into magnificence, a corvid crowned with the glory of intelligence, mischievous avian trickster of the world since time born. I feel privileged and delighted, have gazed upon you in your youth with your large beak and still small frame. I know I will see you once again someday when you are fully grown. And so, yep, that is Little Crow, and that's kind of my little poetic homage to to Nero. (laughs) Or I think it was was the same guy. I saw one, one that looked like he... It looked juvenile because it was small, but he still had a really, really big beak. So I'm thinking it was probably a juvenile raven, young raven. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love that story. I love the poem. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like taking, I, I'm very much uh, love William Wordsworth. William's, William Wordsworth, sorry, and his idea of spots of time, you know, where mm-hmm. you see one moment becomes kind of an infinity of, of meaning. Like you just have, it's like you have a whole world of, of experience and meaning and and, and such. And I think just I do that all the time. time. I'll, I'll, life will be happening, and all of a sudden, everything will just stop dead in its tracks. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm witnessing something really profound. And it's mm-hmm. almost like time slows, everything goes quiet, and I just stand mm-hmm. there and smile. Yeah. So I don't know if I tried to explain it to anybody why that was a moment. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't understand. But you yeah. know it when you're in it. That this, yeah. this is a perfect moment. This is, you know, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's even more hard to explain when it's something that they can't relate to. Like uh, when I had, I was waiting. For, you'll appreciate this. I had a dragonfly that in my yard, blue, green, sort of a royal, I think, dragonfly, bigger one. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for him to get closer, and he landed right on my leg, and he looked right up at me. And just, just sat there, and it's it's almost like he was like, oh, here I am, take a picture of me. I'm like, 
oh, this is, I was like squealing like a little girl practically inside, you know, and I'm like, and I'm like, this is just the coolest thing ever, you know, nature is, is just, you know, is, is being one with me, and, you know, the, it's like the dragonfly was just looking up, he's like, yeah, here you go, take a picture, I, I just loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, sweetie, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Uh, I can be found uh, if you Google Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and I have an Instagram under that, and uh, every once in a while I repost my links for Canadian, well, now Canadian Geographic, because National Geographic has migrated to Instagram, and and it's, it doesn't gel with how I want to do my nature photography. So since I have only You mean National Geographic there. does not live up to Robbie's standards? <laughs> no, no. Is doesn't. that what you're saying here? I just want to get yeah. this clear because I love it. I love it. National well, Geographic no, honestly, is not honestly, like, is not how I want to portray my work. <laughs> well, they, I love you they, so much. They have. They, I only do myself photography on Instagram, and the thing is, is just with the with the uh, nature photography that I do, I like to have the way that I do the tags and everything there. It's it's much easier, and and with Instagram, you just get lost in the feed, right? Mm-hmm. If you if yeah. you're not posting all the time, but I have a Canadian Geographic, and I'm gonna, and <laughs> they don't measure up to me either, but because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't good. I can't I can't edit the metadata afterwards. So I ha- if I don't know the species name, I have to either wait until I get it, or I just have to. You just need your own in. website. Yeah. Well, someday I'll be getting up a Squarespace, and I I have a Wix, but well, I'll tool around with that for now. But, anyways, after that segue, <laughs> Robbie's multimedia poetry, and you'll find me on Instagram, and you'll see my uh, links every once in a while, and probably on the main page there at uh, on Facebook, where I'm also Robbie's multimedia poetry. Awesome. All right, Robbie. Thank yeah. you, honey. I appreciate you being here tonight. You bet. <laughs> And make sure you get your homework done. I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Remember, we are having technical difficulties. If I get dropped, I will probably start playing an audio track, or you can just keep reading, whatever. Uh, we're just going to keep plugging forward here and see how this goes. I'm going to go ahead and bring on, let you know who our next three callers are. First of all, we have 256-202 and 216. So let's go ahead and grab 256 now. Two five six. Are you with me? Of course I am, Nyla. This is Stan in Alabama. Hey, Stan. How are you, my love? Oh, I'm fine, dear lady. It is good to hear from you. What's been going on with you, and what are your goals for this new year? And what would you like to share with us? Well, to start with, it's my day for sitting back and breathing a sigh of relief. Christmas. <laughs> it is done. <laughs> I spent the day on the sofa hugging a roll of toilet paper because my sinuses and cuddling in a blanket and killing orcs on the TV. There that was my go. Christmas. Uh, I'm just glad today and the season is Surprisingly, no major trauma or drama. Thank God. <laughs> yes, I, I don't. I, I don't see my family except for my kids ever, 
and this is my this is actually my very first Christmas all by myself. Wow. All alone. Yeah, it was weird. It was kind of, it was just, just like kind of crazy. But yeah, I don't have to deal with a lot of people. You know that that whole family. I watch movies about that family Christmases, and I I just can't even imagine. That's not my family. You know? <laughs> not mine either. Trust me. You know, I, I I wouldn't know what a family Christmas was like except for when I was seven, maybe going to my grandma's. Oh wow, those are always the best around grandma. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man. Well, hopefully the techno demons leave you alone. Yeah, we'll see. I kind of like slid in behind the their backsides, so. You know, it's still saying, you know, my my system is still telling me that I am on the line, but I am absolutely not on the line. I'm so I, I and I couldn't fix it. There was nothing I could do to fix it. So I just, I'm a guest. I'm on the guest line with you guys right now. <laughs> hey, I can still no control the board, but so I hope I sound okay. I hope I hope it sounds you do. good. Good. You do. You're coming in very clear. Awesome. Ah. So what do you have? Well. I have the assignment instead of me. I have the prompt. Why did they? And that's my line, total disregard, which you know me. I love to complain. I put all three of them together. <laughs> that's awesome. You were, you were like, you know, the, the, the Obi-Wan of wordness. I do enjoy smashing it up. I do. Mm-hmm. So what I have for you is for peace. Achieve my sense of self. No longer asking the question, why did they choose to treat me as if invisible? My presence a matter of their total disregard. As time passed, I learned there are those so self-involved, they the center of their own universe, absorbing all others' light. Character, not but a black hole. Finding my own light and sharing it with others, I no longer put value in the view from a black hole. The darkness they can carry instead of me and peace. I love it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You are very welcome. That's I. All three of them in there. This is master. See, master. Well, you know, I've noticed something. That I'm more pressed for time. This skill has become invaluable. (laughs) <laughs> it really has <laughs> It's not that I'm trying to do anything fantastic I'm just trying to get y'all out of the way <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just trying to get You know, wait a minute We got an assignment and I, and what, Oh wait, we've got to go fix this house over here and do that Oh wait a minute, when am I going to have time for this? <laughs> you know, it's funny is I was talking to Christopher who hosts with us sometimes And, you know, I was talking about all these people That, you know, I I had I you know I have to go and visit Hannah and I have to go see Rick and Sean and I you know I, all these people I have to go spend some time with and it's like I can't, when do I have the time to do this? All right, so Friday's five dollar steak night at the Roadhouse. Everybody can go down there and have a five dollar steak dinner and listen to the band. You know we sit around and visit. I can visit everybody all at once and get everybody out of the way at one day on one day. 
There you go. <laughs> you know, but that didn't mean I loved any of them any less. It was like, you know, how do how do I do this? I know. I'm just going to combine it all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Multitasking. I would never have told them all that, but that's what I was doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad person. Someone my age actually being able to multitask. Mm-hmm. Time, yeah. Time management is important. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Which was what was so awesome about laying on the couch yesterday under a quilt with my tissue killing orcs is there was no time management. I just didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, I am one of the world's great procrastinators. Trust me. And I love to go to the river sit on a bench or sit on the pier and just watch it roll on down and let my thoughts just roll right with it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I do not take my phone with me. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what I like about my excursions. It's usually where where I go, there's no cell service. You know, yes, so I know. They don't hear from me but, for a week, which can scare them, but that's okay. <laughs> You know, I imagine that's how they feel, too, when you go out fossil hunting, too. That is exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, up there on that cliff face way out there and God knows where, on what turn and what goat hill and what stage track did I follow to that place. You know, yeah, there's no cell service there. So I just sit there and yeah. veg, on the, veg on the hill. I'm good. <laughs> I hear you. You know, I kind of agree with what George Carlin's observation was about how we've, we've structured so much of of our children's time, you know, that he thought that the healthiest thing that could be done was to set aside two to three hours every day for them to do nothing but daydream. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let that mind go. We forget that. We forget about that. We talked about that at the beginning of the show a little bit. Yep. Well, time time for the traditional New Year's poem. I won't be back with you until after New Year's, so I'm going to lay it on you now. Okay. And this is Resolution, Solution, Revolution. I think I found the needed solution to the tradition of New Year's resolution. This could start a grand revolution, might end up part of our Constitution. Tested and proven, no way you miss. Used by courtrooms, sales, and politics. So make resolutions, just add this twist. Attached to each a mile long disclaimer list. Ta da! And peace. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I can tell that you have so much fun when you write. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, that's something else that has to be let out every once in a while is that muse of mischief. Oh, of course. You know that 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 muse is like one of your truest voices there is. Oh, absolutely. Mhm. I said that about you when I first. I remember saying something along that vein when I first got to know you is that you know you were you were a you were I don't, I don't remember how put I'm going to have to go back and see if I can try to find it but you were you had that that 
tongue-in-cheek inner child to your writing that I absolutely loved. Oh, that that is one thing I have never been able to get out of. I well, have don't. started pieces, a fantasy piece or something like that, where I was seriously thinking of something serious or philosophical, and all of a sudden from somewhere in the back comes the little voice that goes, yeah, but you can twist it like this, and away we go. Exactly. Hold on for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Hold on for the ride. All right, sweetheart, do. do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Well, you can find me on Nyla's East Just Speakeasy Cafe. You can find me Fridays on uh, World Poetry Open Mic and sometimes on the uh, Epiphany Radio broadcast, Let's Talk About It. Uh, this coming Tuesday, I will be co-hosting the Epiphany Radio's Hurt Locker with Rebecca Hollywoods. Uh, you can find me. I'm in the Outlaw Poetry Group. I am also in the Garden of Poetry and Prose Group and Poetry of Spring Embrace Group. And I am also in the 2017, 2018, and 2019 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic. And in the Outlaw Poets Anthology that was brought to us by Mr. Philip Kent Church, the Appalachian Outlaw, mm-hmm. the anthology, We're in Cahoots. <laughs> and that's about it. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. I'm, I'm, fighting, I'm fighting with things right now, and I forgot to turn my pager off. I was trying to talk to the text. It didn't work. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. You guys heard it ping, ping at me. If you hear me running and screaming and saying, hang on in the background, you'll know what's going on. I'm going to try to figure it out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Happy New Year to you. And, um, you know, let's think about and let's talk about the next couple of weeks some of those goals you set for yourself. Understood. And on to the next. All right, honey. Bye-bye, Stan. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 202. Then we will be going to 216. 202, are you with me? Yes, I am. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? I'm fine. This is King Caden. How are you? Where is where's your other half, or is it just you tonight? Um, I guess it's just me tonight. She um, she was doing something with the grandkids, and uh, yeah. Well, we love Argina, but we love you on your own, all on your own, right? Because, you know, there's a reason you are the king. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so how are you doing? What's going on with you and what did you bring us tonight? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm still in the hospital, but I'll be out soon. You um, sound really good. Thank you. I'm just I'm just getting my voice back real good. So, um. I brought uh, the first one is called Over the Rainbow, the Symphony. So uh, I'll do that one first. Somewhere over the rainbow, we made plans of you and I, holding little his or her hands, apparel and color schemes, the things the newly expectant parents often dream. 
not knowing well what these days passing and stepping on eggshells, and prayers latest that this union doesn't fail. The enjoyments and togetherness of these appointments, our hands alternate on your stomach, love at level, even inside you feel wanted. Name selections and promises of a sure protection, so worth the wait, but it still comes with stressing. Then we get closer, more afraid. We can almost see the day our bundle of joy is on its way before the doctor turns to say with a serious look on his face. We can't find a heartbeat. We don't detect movement. Courses of I'm sorry and me trying to stop you from losing it. And then panic. It's in grief. The pain that's running so deep and I try my best to hold you complete for the anguish in you tells me to leave you be. Looking at this empty room that is a constant reminder of you. Already collected clothing and baby furniture that it hurts to move. Feeling like you could never go through these hurts again. But it's the same so. Many parents are damaged when the baby lands somewhere over the rainbow. And peace. Wow. Was very intense. Thank you. Such bittersweet, emotional, what a roller coaster ride that one was, King Cadence. This one. Um, Do you want to read a second one? Uh, yeah. I want, I just finished called, but you're a man. So, you got high and added booze, angle boiling, but she had another dude, so you thought. The common sense for you was to come up with a plan for violence and then a follow-through. You were sleeping and he watched you, fist of gun, deciding how he would off you. That crazy state of mind said, no one would care if we lost you. Gun down, frown grows, him whispering, well, you're better off now. She's sleeping safely, unaware of the thoughts that he's making, fist tightening. Rage-driven, blows to her face and parts of her face splitting. Body assaulted every part of her he could strike, and he was on it. Hands gripping her throat so tightly that she couldn't squeeze out a note. Him smiling as her life passes, he trying to kill her ghost. She made it out of the car in bed clothes, victimized and scared to death every time she went to sleep. She saw his eyes. Oh, but you a man, huh? Attacking a woman, but you wouldn't fight dudes. And people like you upset me so much, you're just not right, dude. I hope that they get their hands on you before I get a chance to. You like beating on woman? I'm going to show you what a man do. Oh, but you a man, huh? And peace. I really love hearing a man write about domestic abuse from that perspective. Um, there is a piece that we have on the air. Um, oh, gosh, why can't I think of the person... 
spoken cinema. That's who does it. Um, where it's talking about we are the lions. And his whole point to that piece is talking about, you know, domestic abuse is a man's problem, too. You know, it's always geared towards, you know, domestic abuse is a woman's problem. Nah. You know, no, no, it's a man's problem, too. And so, you know, hearing a man stand up and take responsibility for that and for, you know, voicing an opinion and coming, you know, I had... I have my history of a slap-happy boyfriend, and I remember times being in another room and people on the other side of the wall where there wasn't even a door separating. It's just the other side of the wall, and none of them stood up. None of them came back there. None of them came to help me. And I remember what it was when it was over, what it felt like walking out of that back room and having to walk through the room and walk out the door with them just sitting there watching me, knowing what just happened. I will never, you, I could never explain to you what that feels like. You know, so to hear a poem about a man standing up and saying, wait, stop, it, I think is yeah. really amazing. Absolutely. A fantastic piece. I love it. Thank you. I mean, I think that people, they, you know, sometimes you have to, even if you don't want to get involved, or you're afraid to get involved when you, you know, I watched my mother get beat up, you know, as a child, you know, so I have a different, you know, view to it. I've always hated people who hit on women or, you know, vice versa, you know, man's getting abused because I've seen it happen, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, it's not right. Amazing and powerful, right? All your work always is. I appreciate it so much. Fantastic, right, hun? So, with all that being said, you can find me, um, King's Cadence, creatively spelled with a K. That's K I N G S Cadence, K A D A N C E. Um, that's for Facebook as well as Instagram. Um, you can also find me um, and Jana Storm on our on our team page, um, um, the account of our love, uh, Storm's Cadence, S T O R M S Cadence again, K A D A N C E on um, Facebook as well as YouTube, um, and. Uh, that's it. Amazing. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. Have a very happy new year. And uh, when you talk to Gina, tell her we love her, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, you have a good You, you a too, good sweetheart. <laughs> thank you. All right. All righty. So our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, Mama. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. You have been posting some gorgeous, gorgeous pictures of you. You know what? Facebook let me back into one of my old. I'm so scared I'm going to lose them, so I just got like collecting them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Facebook is doing. My whole life is on there. Every time they 
disturb my life. Uh, when it's time to get me my life back, I get so excited. Mm-hmm. I just start like, let me grab this one. Let me grab that. And grab this. <laughs> and, you know, I don't look like that anymore. It's like 10 years, some of them. And um, but still, you know, and then my grandkids are bigger. So I just said, well, let me grab these pictures now and put them on this. It was so funny. A picture came up on my my uh, my memory thing today, and it said nine years ago. And I'm thinking, wait, I'm still using that picture as a profile picture every once in a while. I was like, was this really nine years ago? And I ran and I looked in the mirror and I thought, shit, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> That's not me anymore. Hey, we 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 get what they call graceful. Mm-hmm. So now we have grace. We have grace. We just deal with that. So the name of this piece, I'm going to do one old one and one new one. You do the new one first. And the reason I'm going to do the new one first because it's kind of funny and uh, it's got like a backstory. And then the old one, uh, you heard it, you've heard it before, but a friend of mine called me that um, I hadn't talked to in a long time, and I read it for her. And it just seemed like she just fell out laughing on the phone. So I said, you know what, I'm going to read it when I get on the program. I didn't get on the program last week because the same time she caught me, she did a marathon and I, I couldn't get off the phone to call you this week. <laughs> so that's why I was missing in action. Um, it was so funny. That's the marathon ended way after the show went off. I think she called me about five and I don't think get off the phone until like, like 10 or 11 o'clock that night. Speakerphone, Mama? Yeah. Can you take us off speakerphone? Okay. Now I have you any better? No, that's worse. Okay, well, wait a minute. Let me go over to here. Okay. Now, is that better? That sound. yeah, we can hear you much better now. Okay. Now I can't find the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I knew if I did that, I was going to mess you up, but you are coming through much clearer now, so it was worth it. You can find it. I believe in you. Uh, uh, how do I find myself? My poem. Okay. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> I had one on the phone and one on the computer. I lost the one on the computer, and that's the new one that I wanted to read. But, let me go to, let me go to, there it is. Okay, it's called uh, One Night Stand. Caught up in my own presentation. Caught up in my own presentation. I know how to deliver strong. After all is said and done, I will be the one. Just a heap at the end of the sheep, curled up in a fetal, asleep hard and drooling on your pillow. You approach me, tapping me carefully as if to ask, 
Are you the same one I ravaged in the passionate night? You look different in the light. This was my cue to disappear into the rescue of the shower and the mighty shower head. I find my eyelashes and leave. Good day, beautiful stranger. Sometimes that's all there is. Sometimes illusions are all we have to give. One Night Stand by Mama Older Daisy, all around queen. That was incredible. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know. I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was that was that was really good, Mama. Really good. <laughs> Shamefully, thank you. <laughs> but uh, the backstory to that is the man was beautiful. As a matter of fact, I've never seen a man so beautiful. He was more beautiful than mostly any woman. He was not gay. He was not bisexual. And he was not transvestite or anything. But this man was gorgeous. He didn't have any hair on his body. He was just like smooth, most beautiful being ever, God ever created. And what he saw in me, I don't know. But I wasn't leaving until I found out. And um, that's when I had the one night stand. And then the next day, I knew I looked horrible. <laughs> he didn't say these things, but it's like I know in the morning light hits you and you get a stranger. But when he woke up, he was still beautiful. I don't think I was. <laughs> uh, let me sneak out of here before I destroy yeah. his illusion. <laughs> right, right. Sometimes that's all we have to give. Oh, that's, oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, what's the other one now, you're going to read, Mama? The second one is um, the Lopesome Bard. And you've heard this one before. This is the one I tell you that my girlfriend just laughed so hard because she, she's a teacher, and she just really thought this was too funny. So I guess she had been uh, faced with this problem before. You heard it years ago. And it's called The Lopesome Bard. He stands before us to deliver a poem, a prose, a verse, a rhyme, or a message. His manner quite manifesting. And his confidence puts the crowd at ease. Soon, and very soon, too soon, we loathe him. There is too much cluster on his magniloquent vine of strung together words without substance. Though the use of an apothesis gives poetic license to insult, we loathe him instantly. Loathe him. The silver-tongued orator's brilliance soon becomes wearisome. While the mute articulate points of his eccentric ramblings lead us to dead ends, unfulfilled and burdened, we now loathe him. The loathsome bard goes on to rant about degrading and desolate issues of life, which we felt the bard had not concerned. His bombast delivery to some appears quite eloquent. Grandstand language bellowed out 
quite grandiloquently, word baggery, leading us nowhere as we listen to the charade. We love him. Though quite colorful and pompous, he leaves us in shambles, brain all scrambled. We loathe him. The once brilliant verse, though well rehearsed, becomes wearisome. The bard went not in hard. We, the discombobulated, pray aloud. Next poet leaves Lord. And we are all relieved as he finally did leave because he looked better going than coming. And with our intellect, he was toying. Though the bard was not hard, he most certainly was annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fun. I know. It's a shame. It's a shame. I had to come down hard. I had to pull it back out. Uh, the, the poem got rid of a lot of them when I first wrote it a few years back. And then we got some new ones. So I think I had to pull it back out. So maybe I'll get the hint. <laughs> <laughs> we have some new loathsome bars in the building. Not in this building. But some of the buildings I'm entering. That's well, let me find my poem. And, uh, <laughs> this needs to be face. dusted off. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm going to... That's right. <laughs> oh, fantastic job, Mama. Do me a favor. Right. Tell everyone how they can come over and give you love for the new year. So they can find me on Poetry Soup. And uh, they can find me under Vicky Aqua on Facebook. And Vicky Aqua, Google. And you can just Google Vicky Aqua or... Mama Oladeji or whatever stuff will come up. Okay, thank you for yes, letting me will. share. I love you. Have You're a welcome. Year. Are we having are we having a New Year's Eve um, thing or a New Year's thing next week? What day is Thursday next week? I don't know. Thursday is Thursday. I don't know. It's what the New second. Year's so <laughs> it'll so be. A... No, I'm are not doing anything New on New Year's program? Eve. Not Eve. On the regular day, that still is a new year. Are we having a New Year's program? Yeah, yeah. It'll be the 2nd, January yeah, 2nd. Yeah, that's still the new year. So we should still bring our New Year's poems and resolutions mm-hmm. and whatever else you would change. Yes, for ma'am. The, you want to change. Okay, that's the day we'll do it then. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know. I see where you were going. It took me a minute. I, I grabbed the tail. I'm with you. All right, then. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, Mama. Place. Thank you, honey. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give the next caller so you know where you are. We have next we have area codes uh 407-213-903. Then we we'll, um we have 410. I do want to let area code 757-513-540 know that you are not in the lineup. So 540 513 or 757. If any of you would like to come on the air, press 1. That will put you in the lineup and let me know that you want me to unmute you. If you're here just listening, I'm glad you're here. 540 
513-753-757. If you change your mind at any time, you can press 1. That will put you in the lineup. So let's go ahead and grab our next caller once again. Area code 407. 407, you're on the air. Hello. How are you doing, Nigel? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing just fine. I'm enjoying your show tonight. Sometimes I just enjoy listening. Hearing. We're glad you're here talking. Well, I'm glad to be able to talk. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I appreciate you all. I appreciate you this year. Um, I was going to do a couple poems if I had time tonight, mm-hmm. and uh, share with you guys. Um, Please make sure I you wrote, introduce I wrote yourself. Several, pardon. Make sure you introduce yourself. I've just I've just had three people say, "Who is this?" Okay, this is Raymond. Raymond Bentley. <laughs> okay, thank you. I can be reached at Raymond Bentley on Facebook. Okay. I've got one publication called Inspiration. You can get it on Amazon, Google. I think you can find it just about anywhere right now, online. Um, I don't push it because uh, I edited it after I got it published again, okay? So I'm going to um, redistribute this one uh, sometime, I'm hoping, uh, in 2020. Um, I'm also trying to release a play called A Raisin in the Rain, which I wrote as a sequel to A Raisin in the Sun. And... um, I hope to get in touch with uh, Lorraine Hansberry's um, niece, who I think is the executive of a state right now, see if I can use some of her quotes with some poetry and literature that I've written already. Uh, And I'm doing a final edit on it. I'm just playing around with some of the stuff that uh, I have in my book, Inspiration. But out of that book is a piece called Tushin Lucian. Tushin Lucian is a Constitution Revolution. And it calls for a constitutional revolution. And uh I put a little thought in it into it. And uh I revised it. And uh I sent a couple copies out. Uh Last week And uh, I'm just going to read a piece of that for you And then I'm going to get out the way So the show can go on Is that okay? Please, yes Okay The diadem of our forefathers Are broken belts, dusty shoes And a catastrophic car crash Summation It didn't happen the way that they Had envisioned a biographical literary expression here, now, and is right here with that. Yes, your eyes kind of open wide to the truth, don't it? I'm rushing so fast that you can't even see me. Man is in recess of infinity, moving fast and getting nowhere. Even when we stretch out to our furthest vices, Void of motivated thought We can't catch Our own serious consideration 
Man is in recess and he waits far off. You search deep, it starts to hurt, and the pain is also part of the pleasure. Well, the breast of the chest is showing the mess in the process. With word redefinition. Listen, exit outside of your traditional thoughts and feelings. Thus, the revolution will stop the pushing. Reiterate the Constitution. Add the revolution. Then stop lapping up the crumbs they ration us anyway. Man is in recess. And we say, we deserve more, for it's preordained by the world's guardian to have it that way. We all know his name, and the name, when we're not ashamed, for he has many. They, the names, explain the stain on our brain, that we don't recognize our talents and gifts anyway. We need a delegation to the new world order in over our faith. Hear me when I say, truly, I'll give my blood for the brother of righteousness' sake any day. And who will stand for the faith? Hey, I do it every day. Evolution in the mind will sometimes shine bright in a clear place when you got your head together. In our case, America is the stage. So we're going to raise the place and do it over in a co-ed way. We're going to work together. We ain't going to state the pace at the place where we both lay. Ah, so we got to get our intellect straight as to be great and relate to the state where we presently assimilate. Where this open flares where we stare into the half-hole soul. Because we be bold. And we be told how to relate to such a trying state that we find ourselves in today. So please don't regurgitate the waste. Just allow it to surely pass away. And I'll elevate the pace where we relate as if to navigate things I once cared never to understand. You see, Nyla, to be heard of the spoken word, that's what leaves me speechless and carefree. You see, the last time we found ourselves at this state, I didn't seem to validate the state where we presently assimilate. I was routed by your presence like a rat without feet, thinking, how could this be? I've seen the spoken word, and I can't reiterate for the life of me. And we couldn't race the race or the pace that we set for this particular day. <laughs> ah, now you see. The mystique of the history lies in the race that sets the pace, letting fun be erased. There's no play. It's just work all day. And when we lay, we so lazy that we lay. And see, I can't stay because I got to get away and get to that pace so I can be like my muse one day. That's my piece. Happy New Year's, everybody. You know, I listen to that piece, and I think of all those people that say, you know, can one voice really change the world? And I listen to that piece, and it's like everything starts with one word. Everything starts, no matter what it was. You look back in history, everything starts with one word. You know, and so mm-hmm. when I'm listening to that piece and I think about those people who say, you know, can one voice really change the world? You know, it's like I want them to hear that piece. 
Yes. Can one voice do it? One voice today is every voice. Mm-hmm. It's a definition. It's a, it's a redefinition. Okay? See, it's Everything showing the man in the process where we progress. Okay? With word definition. It's in the words. Mm-hmm. It's not in the voice. Okay? It's not in the, the sound wave. It's the words themselves. And that's what I love about the English language. You know? It flows, it moves, it dominates, uh, 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 especially the old English. You know? It was the words. That's what the phrase to be or not to be. When you break down the, the whole quote, you know, the words change. It almost change. I'm like, well, what's happening here? Okay. The meaning don't. But when you go over into that English language, man, you know, you got plenty of room to do a lot of things. And I just absolutely love it. And I can mm-hmm. see by listening to your show that it's a lot of other people that love it. And that's what makes it comfortable for me sometimes. So I'm going to get back to my editing and whatnot so I can try to get some of this work out, you know, by the middle of the year, okay? But I'm going to be listening, okay? And so far I'm enjoying this show. We okay. appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being here, honey. Okay. You have right. a good New Year's, Raymond. Okay, Happy New Year's, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right, our next caller comes from area code 213. 213, you are on the air. Hi, how are you, Nyla? Hey, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. Yes, this is Charles Etta Driver, uh, pen name Stir. And I've got two pieces to share. Wonderful, please. Loki. I'm afraid of heights. It's my one recurring nightmare. Driving upward, a steep, winding, narrow mountainside road, then somehow losing control and propelled over the edge into a gorge or walking a tightrope, unsteady, wavering above a pit full of snakes, never achieving balance, then falling in, yet... I love skylines and the architectures bold enough to penetrate them. I love a view of cityscapes from rooftops and hillcaps as well as the ground view of the mountainscapes from close distances. All are breathtaking and speaking infrasonically, watching me and everyone else at the same time. Not in a sinister way more like omniscient. I guess I believe that if I study and honor them enough, they'll speak directly to me, sharing their wisdom, knowledge, and secrets. Then there are those man-made skyscrapers. Though flawed in their very essence, by existing as a result of mass destruction of the very nature embodies them, intrigues me. 
and the materials used to build them, the body of land and its organisms destroyed to build and hold them, yet they still reek of the magnificence of God's gifts in humans over all other glorious creatures. They remind us of our likening to God. We are semi-gods, mind-contorting gods, blood, sweat, and tears into replicas. Mind-contorting gods, blood, sweat, and tears into replicas. That's the end of that piece. That was intense. There was a line in there. Something about the architects who dare to, you're talking about the cityscapes and the architects. Mm-hmm. That that was just, that was an amazing piece. That was absolutely an amazing piece. Thank you. And it's a piece I've been working on for a while, and, like, I just really didn't know where I was going with it and listening to you earlier when you gave that one prompt. And I said, huh, that is my next line. There's <laughs> the mind contorting. And um, so, yeah, I, I Thank you for bringing me back to that piece. Oh, you're welcome. See, you guys, that's what's so awesome about throwing things out there in the universe is, is you don't know where those seeds are going to land or what they're going to grow into, and that just tickles me that you told me that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you again. And so yeah. the second piece is called A Plan for the Unplanned. Angels Unborn. I pray they play in the sadness of remembering irreversible commitments and sing to the sorrows of those forever haunted by ghosts of the unwanted seeds of the wanton. Genetically modified, indistinct, and unidentifiable. Tubes tested, ligations tied, ethics and morals twisted and fried, Hope and love battered and tried. Prepare, for the long journey ahead is full of grievance. That pain that persists past abdominal cramps and bleeding. Reran dreams of babies screaming. And learning unanswered questions don't die, but breed a multitude of wise and tumultuous cries. Unforgiveness. That internal conflict between self and soul, the refusal or inability to let one or the other go. That decision that is ultimately yours and yours alone. One way or the other, you will carry. Either remiss or plan the unplanned and reminisce on what was, is. Or could have been. And that's the end of that piece. Some really, really good, strong, concrete images in there. You know, I always tell people when they write not to write the familiar. You know, if somebody was to sit down and write about Christmas, there would be a lot of the same imagery in it. You know, but once we Hmm. get past the predictable and we start, if we say, okay, if we're going to talk about, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say Christmas and someone will say tree or Santa. All right, so those are predictable answers. You know, someone says mm-hmm. something else, and, you know, it would be grandma, you know, pumpkin pie, 
those are the less obvious, a little more detail. But when you start digging deeper into an idea and deeper into an idea, you know, you get to this place where you find some really surprising imagery, and you have that throughout your entire piece. Great job, honey. Thanks. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Um, that you know, it recently um, a friend of mine for for me, this piece is about abortion and the parts of it. Since we have in our political atmosphere, you know, always this argument about it being immoral and or should it be illegal you know, ethics and all Mm -hmm. these things and, you know, the rights uh, of it being the women or, you know, how much of it belongs to the father and so forth. But me being a woman and having every perspective of it, you know, I have had an abortion in my past. I have had children and I also have adoption in my family and in my history. And so, Knowing every aspect of that, right? Mm-hmm. And All the facets, yeah. Right, right. And, it, you know, and it's one thing is that even though with adoption, for instance, that being an option, it, it doesn't come without, it's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't come without its pain and trauma, you know, in mm-hmm. some cases. In some cases, it's, you know, simply a beautiful story of a, a you know, a, uh, opportunity for life, and some it has that along with the trauma, but that the part about abortion is that whatever whoever's decision it should be to me the woman's but you know make no mistake <laughs> that choice is still lifelong and it's still um, you know it's haunting and you always wonder and you you know you always wish. You know, or you never know how that decision, you know, affects your next life, whatever the case may be. So that really kind of um, is a thing that is always, you know, sometimes comes up in my heart and mind because I, I never forget that one thing, even with my beautiful children. And now I have grandchildren that I'm so delighted and happy about, you know, but that one thing, that one thing still haunts me. I understand that And very strong and very powerful You know, but you can't you know, Nobody can ever live in a what if Yeah You know, it's See, easy it's Sometimes I, I think it's easy for us When we get older to look back at our younger selves And judge us Unfairly You know, because We weren't us back then we were a completely yeah. different creature, you know, and so we have to afford ourselves our own humanity and just own us. This is me, you know. Mm. And I think that I think that, that kind of showed in that piece, the strength in you, you know, on, yeah. on the different decisions people make and can make and the impact of them. Great piece, honey. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're very so, welcome. Um, you can, I'm on Facebook under Charlesetta Driver, C-H-A-R-L-Z-E-T-T-A, Driver, D-R-I-V-E-R. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter um, at Stir America, S-T-I-R, America. 
Also, I have a page on Facebook, Strengthening Ties in the Race is what STIR really stands for. Um, and then Change Makers Remembered um, is a page that is dedicated to African Americans in history of America, especially women, and a podcast, two of them, one on Anchor FM, anchor.fm for Change Makers Remembered where there's just um, history and, you know, tidbits of information that's important to the African-American um, community in America especially, but all over the world. And STIR, um, where we talk about issues that are social and also relevant to the community. So I hope that um, those of you listening would follow and uh, share as well with, with these pages. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week if you get a chance to be here. We would love that. And you did a great job tonight. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thank you. All right, hon. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 410. 410, you're on the air. Nyla, this is James. How are you? Hey, I'm doing awesome. How are you? Oh, I'm doing awesome. I just dropped you. I'm so sorry. I'm back. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Can you hear me? Everything okay? Everything's fine. Yeah, we had awesome. a we had awesome. line issues, so I'm I'm kind of connected in a very strange way tonight. But yeah, I gotcha. Not a problem. It happens. It happens. I know you are the wizard to be able to make it happen and keep it working. Good to talk <laughs> to you. Now it's been a long time since I've called in, but wanted to call in. For a variety of reasons, uh, happy 13th, I think it is, right? You yes. guys have been on 13 years now? Yes, 13 years. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that is awesome. That is awesome. I think I joined you last when you were either at 10 or 11. <laughs> so it's been, a, it's been a minute or two. But glad to be on tonight. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Greetings to you from... This side of the country here in Baltimore on the East Coast, my name is James W. Falcon for all of your listeners' sake, and I am so pumped. I am beside myself. I've got all kind of great stuff happening. Just want to share a few things, a few poems tonight from a brand new book of mine that I've released. This is my fourth book of poetry now, and it's called Unmistakably, Unapologetically, Unashamedly Black. One African-American Man's Poetic Perspective, newly released just a few days ago. It's been a project that I've been working on for three long years, and through some very, very difficult times, and even through a little personal challenge that came up, a near-death experience, I made sure to continue to finish this project, to get this done, because I feel like that it is it is so apropos considering the times that we live in. But anyway, I just wanted to share a little bit from this particular book and the rationale behind it and what I'm doing and talk about some upcoming project, if time permits. So the book is out. Um, uh, you can Everybody can reach me and, and, and get a hold of my things, this book and others. This is the ninth book overall, the fourth book of poetry. And if you go out to the publisher blurb, B-L-U, R B like boy, B like boy, L like line, U R B 
Blurb.com. Blurb.com is my publisher. If you type James W. Falcon in the search box, my uh, little cache of books will come up, and you'll find my book, my recent book here, Black, as one of those. The PDF is available now, and the e-book is coming, and the paperback will be available as well. This book is a book of poetry set to American history. It is 180 pages deep, and it's taken the better part of the past two and a half to three years of me doing some solid research, trying to be as studious as I possibly can in presenting the facts. So what I've done is I've taken the history of African Americans in this country from before the founding of what we call America up through the present day. Unfortunately, it it chronicles many of the most recent horrific things that we've had happen here in America with the killings of like Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown all the way through to Tatiana Jefferson and uh and Botham Jean. We talk about those aspects, but at the same time it is an incredible story of triumph of a people who've pursued who have persevered through some of them some of the most difficult challenges. But then there are these incredible upsides. For example, a lot of people don't realize this, but what's called the Great Migration, where you had about six million African Americans who left the South and they, they migrated to the West, to the Mid East, to the Midwest and to the uh to the Northeast in what was what's what's called the largest land migration in history from from black folks having decided that the south is just not where it's at anymore and they went in search of of better opportunities which is how my family got here to baltimore from the south so those pieces are all apropos and all things that i discuss in the book so it's 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 a it's a it's a chronicalization of uh of black people in America, and there are some very personal stories that have to do with me and my mother and father and brother that are woven in between here. And I just want to share one of those poems, if I could. Please. But you can find, again, you can find the book out on blurb.com. In the book is a poem that I wrote that's kind of the theme of the book because uh, there's so much that happens in this country with regard to black people. And unfortunately, so much of it comes up as being so bad, so negative, and just murderous. But in all of that, I celebrate who I am as a black person, and I don't shy away from that. So I wrote a poem to kind of put all of my feelings into one long piece. It is, is, again, the theme of the book. I put it in the book in three separate places. It's in the beginning of the book, in the middle of the book, and at the end of the book. It is in three parts, but I'm going to give it to you guys here tonight in its entirety, and it's called I Just Love Being Black. And it goes like this. I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a golf ball that was hit into a sand trap or the rough. For me, I just can't get enough. For there's so much I can say on the topic. So here's a little taste off the cuff, no fluff. I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a potter loves clay. I love it like a horse loves hay. I love it like a boater loves the ocean spray. I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a runner loves hurdles, the track and the field. I, I love it like a hold of a winning lottery ticket that finally says so long or farewell to lack. I love it like the pairing of a pool and a swimmer. I love it like a fish hopelessly, helplessly drawn to a lure and its glimmer. I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a cook 
or a professional chef loves a timer. I love it like a geek madly in love with new stationery in a binder. I love it like a student returning to classes in the fall. Like women love us men to be handsome, dark, and tall. Like a teenager on a shopping spree at the mall. I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a child expecting money from the fairy for a tooth. Like an audience loves a spoof. Like a roofer loves a roof. Like a superhero when I was growing up used to change in a phone booth. For I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a singer loves a song. I love it like a teacher in a red pen drenches a student's paper with X's to mark everything that is wrong. I love it like a farmer loves rich soil and seed. I love it like a vampire would if I bleed. I love it like a a baby when it's time to feed. For I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a pilot in a plane loves a runway. I love it like a vacationer loves a package two nights and a one-day stay in their own little island paradise and getaway, for I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a pastry chef loves pie. I love it like the letter X and Y loves Z. I'm sorry, I love it like the, the letter X and Z loves Y. I love it like a pig loves a star. I love it like a dreamer loves a blue sky. I love it. I just love being black. In fact, I love it like the pairing of a, of a vaccine to smallpox. Like a baseball fan loves the Red Sox. Like house music and dancing at the Paradox. Like the aging loves Botox. Like an athlete's fantasy to be featured on a Wheaties box. For I just love being black. In fact, I love it like a patient loves life after a heart attack. I love it like a family of a wayward child who's wanted for years, who's finally made his way back. Or like a student soon to be off to college who's waiting till the last minute to pack. Or like a wolf's cub who loves the safety of her pack. For I just love being black. In fact, I love it like politicians love inflation. I love it like a Ph.D. student loves a completed dissertation. I love it like a performer loves a standing ovation. I love it like a gentleman loves being dressed for every occasion. I love being black. In fact, I love it like a late-night run to Walmart, like a kid loves a go-kart, like a cardiologist loves a heart, like an inspiring actress who gets a call and tells her closest friend, guess what, I got the part. I love it like lovers who can't stand to be a part. I love it. I mean, I just really, really love it. I would love it even if I had options from which to choose, but because of the richness of my heritage and my experience, I would never, ever want to lose because I just love being black. End of peace. So what is it you love? (laughs) Being brown. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love the strong piece. Great, great concrete images in that one as well. Fantastic job on that, honey. Thank you, thank you. I just had to tease a little. It's so good uh, to hear you. from you. I just posted your the link for that, by the way, you guys. Um, it's, I posted it on my page for the book. So Ooh, if you, uh, yeah, if you're not on his friends list, have not met him yet, jump over to my page, click on that link. It's got his Facebook page on there as well. Thank you so much, Nyla. I appreciate it. You're welcome, honey. Yeah, I wanted to take that piece. Like normally, what would happen is you would use references and things that would be common to folks in the African-American community. Instead, what I wanted to use was universal language for everybody to understand that love that I have of celebrating what I am and who I am. So I'm using language and analogies that everybody can understand inside or outside of the African-American community because I Mm -hmm. truly believe in, in, I believe that things like love, lust, 
laughter, loss, and life in general are all universal languages, and I, I choose a lot of times to talk in that tone so that it's universal. And uh, so this, this, this poem runs in three places through the book, and, and it talks about our experience in this country and all that we've had to deal with. And again, it's a book of triumph rather than one that is about the tears only. It's not just about the, the bad points, but there is definitely a heavy theme of sorrow that runs through the book and all of its pieces. And speaking of sorrow, let me just tell you, Nala, through the course of writing this book, last year, again, this is a three-year-long project, last year I had a full stroke that left me paralyzed on my left side from which I'm recovering now so I can walk and move and obviously talk and think and and have pretty much I've I've regained about 80 85% of all functionality and and uh and ability to be able to care for myself and so it's really exciting to be back engaged in everything whether it's great or small major or minor especially writing poetry and even being able to perform again it's exciting to be back because this time last year I heard nothing but the beeps of heart monitors and vital signs and IV bags and nurses in attendance, and I was in a nursing home for five months recovering. It was pretty messy, and I tell you, I could not ever see this day last year. You know, sometimes you go through things and you just can't see your way out of it. But when I could finally see that there is a tomorrow for James to live, it was really exciting, and I've embraced it fully. So not only is this one book kind of an extension of me seeing the future now clearly and, and realizing that there's so much more life for me to live. Uh, I finished this book. This is one of three that are in, that's in queue. I've got two more books that I'm going to be dropping here soon in the next five or six months, and I'm back in school. I am in a Ph.D. program, and I am pursuing a 30-year-long dream to be able to make something of myself and see where that goes. So I've got a lot of great stuff going on. Just wanted to be able to share a few of those pieces with you and your listeners. Now, I think I told you this before. Uh, let me give just do a quick shout-out to the uh, incredible woman who is my life partner. Teresa is her name, and she's been there with me through this whole process. She, too, is a creative spiritual soul whom I love dearly, and we are doing some things to uh, to make our connection permanent and long-lasting. I'm so excited about that. I got a book about what she and I went through through this whole process. But I was sharing with her this, and you've you've heard me say it many times, but I think it's important for me to say it kind of in closing here tonight. Your program was the first program that I dialed into as I was developing this love for poetry and performing it. I had no clue that there were these things called open mic nights in and around town. But I spent a good six months on your program calling in, just kind of practicing how to deliver a poem before I ever got in front of a crowd and held a microphone in my hand. So it is always fun to dial back in because it reminds me of those early days when I was nervous as hell, thinking, what in the world are you doing, man? Why don't you just go somewhere and sit down? But your program and and the love that you guys and your listeners have for this spoken word art form is what fueled me to keep doing what I'm doing. So why not call back in, kind of closing a loop and revisiting some of the old pathways. So thank you, Nala, and to your community and the folks that you, uh, you know, serve each and every day. I, I so appreciate everything that you guys do. Thank you. That almost made me cry, James. 
It's the truth, Nile. It really is. Beautiful thing to say. Just, you know, appreciate you so much. I always have. I've been a fan of yours long before. I think I, I just a long time, long, long time. And I'm really glad. I was real glad the first time you called in. I'm real glad you're part of a family. And even when you're not here, you're still here. You know, and I, even when you're not here, we're still with you. So know that. I, you know. I feel that, too. I, I tell you, sometimes there are months that go by that I don't call in, but I still feel like I'm right there listening to Mama and listening to all of your other callers who call mm-hmm. in. And it's just so exciting. Uh, you've had me on to co-host with you a few times. It is real. This has been the highlight of my literary career in terms of uh, things I've been able to hear and just being able to be a part of such a rich community. I mean, this is just phenomenal. And then the fact that you've been doing this for 13 years, Natalie, to me, you are a uh, you're, you're my unsung hero and uh, <laughs> kind of like an idol for me. You're somebody I look up to because it is not easy to host anything, and it's not easy to do anything for 13 years. But to do a show like this, as rich as it is, with all the talent that taps into you, your programming each week is absolutely phenomenal. So kudos to you and to the entire Speakeasy Cafe community. You guys are saints in my book. Thank you, sweetheart. That means so much. On behalf of all of us, thank you. Appreciate you so much. You have no idea. And I'm so glad you're doing well. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You thank sound you. great. Yeah, I'm, I'm fired. Thank you. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go, ready to go. I've got so much <laughs> stuff to let loose. It's just, it's going to well, be an come let it loose year. here because there's always a, always space for you. There's always a chair empty at the table waiting for you to fill it. Okay. Sounds good. Love Dial to hear more in. from you, honey. Plug, plug, plug me in, Nyla. Thank you so much, All love. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> bye bye. I'll just hang out here. You guys have a great great rest of the night. Okay. It's so good to hear from him. Absolutely amazing. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. This is Buffy. How are you? Hey, Buffy. How are you, sweetheart? You know, I have Hi. to admit this, and you probably get this all the time, and it totally sucks, and I hate that I'm one of those people. But every time I you say, hi, this is Buffy, I'm picturing you with a wooden stake in your hand ready to just go out there and rah. <laughs> right. I hear that. I do hear that all the time. I know, and yeah. I hate that I'm one of those people, but I do. I just picture you like this fierce warrior woman, you know, with your hair whipping in the wind and, you know, lightning in your eyes, and you're going to protect us from those nasty biters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a security guard, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, see, well, yeah, I'm good. That we're good. We're good then. We're good. So, did you have a good Christmas? I did. You know, I had I had one thing on my winter wish list and that was a hammer. And that is exactly what I got in my Christmas stocking. I was so tickled. I cannot even tell you. I'm so tired of using a rock for a hammer. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> it's like I know I have a frick you know, a rock works great pounding something in, but try to remove a nail with a rock. It just gets right? messy, I'm telling you. I tried. <laughs> it doesn't work as well. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, well, I have a piece for you tonight. It's entitled um, Beautifully Broken. And and if I have time, I'll, I've got a second one in mind to read. But um, anyway, this one's Beautifully Broken. 
why do I sit here year after year expecting someone to love me when I have been told recently that I am unlovable? I don't deserve love. I don't deserve to be something to someone because I may be broken from the life that was handed me as a child. I learned how to love in my dysfunctional mind with this broken heart that says I'm not worthy with a brain that says I am. If my brain is speaking to say I'm enough, why can't my heart hear and understand the words that are being uttered? Why is it that I seek acceptance from that one person to adore me only to find out that secretly they abhor me and will leave me to my own demise? Why does this shattered heart try to please to be perfectly normal in a world that is too blind to see that I am beautifully broken? Beautifully broken to be giving, loving, kind, and compassionate, to love maybe too deeply the one person that can truly see me. Why do I sit here day after day crying these tears, begging to be one person's all when I have been told I'm only good enough to be screwed but not to be loved? Why do I want what others have? Why do I desire to not walk alone as I stumble my way into my twilight days, wanting a hand to hold, only to wake and find myself still yearning? Why am I so lost in this brokenness that destroyed who I could have been, and when I believe I am healed, does it come back to slap me back into the darkness I thought I exited? Why do I sit here year after year, day after day, second after second it seems, Wanting someone to love the me that is here, ready to give all that I am in my beautiful brokenness. <laughs> I love that. I love the line in there. Um, it, just, it just made me kind of giggle where you said you were good enough to fuck but not to love, something along those lines. Right. I've only had someone break up with me twice in my entire life. And one time, and I won't mention names, you know, Jerry Young, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, we won't mention that, but <laughs> broke up with me. And what he told me, he was going back to his old girlfriend. It's like, all you guys ever did was fight was why. I said, you know, you and I, we've put together a race car together, and we've done all these fun things, and we get along. Why would you go back to her? And he said, because you're Ginger, and she's Marianne. And everybody wants to fuck Ginger, but they want to marry Marianne. And he goes, I know that if I fell off the roof and hurt myself, that she would stay with me forever. And I could never keep a girl like you around forever. So, yeah, that was his reason. Wow. You're Ginger and she's Marianne. Everybody wants to fuck Ginger, but they want to marry Marianne. Can you imagine being told that? I just laughed. It's like, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> but the worst part of it was that I really liked his girlfriend. You know, and and later on, it was a small town. Later on, it was like, you know, they would come up and say, oh, come on, you can't be mad at us forever. It's like. I'm I, at some point I won't be mad at you guys anymore and we'll be friends but I'm just not ready yet. <laughs> so just just right. let me be mad for a little bit longer. We'll be okay later, but just leave me alone. Right. <laughs> oh god, life in a small that. town. Yeah. I'm yeah. ginger. Boy was she wrong. <laughs> exactly. Okay, this um next one I have is titled I am a person. When will the world discover that I am just a person? I am not a color. I am not a sex. I am not a sexuality. I am not a size. I am not a religion. I am not a nationality. I am not a political talking point. I am a person. I am a loving heart. I am a giving soul. I am a thinking brain. I am a dreamer. I am a believer. I am a compassionate being. 
am a living, breathing, talking, bleeding, crying, angry, happy, emotional human being. I am a person, and that should be my description. In peace. Strong, awesome words. Great job, sweetheart. Thank you. And so, really, the only other thing that's been going on in my life besides, um, you know, Santa came to visit yesterday and all that fun stuff. Um, I finished writing a children's book, and it is being illustrated as we speak. So I'm super excited about that. Can't wait to get that out there and published. So, Everything's falling apart on my end. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. That pretty much describes my life. Everything's falling apart. And then back <laughs> together. Okay. I, I, I got duct tape. We're good. <laughs> duct tape fixes everything, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Okay. And um, people can find me on Facebook at Buffy's Words to Ponder. Um on Instagram at Buffy's Words to Ponder, and then on um, YouTube at Critter, Myself, and a Poem. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. It's really good to hear from you. I am so glad you were here tonight, and we will talk to you next week. Okay, well, thank you, and you have a great night, and Happy New Year. You too, baby. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to go ahead and let you know what the lineup is right now. Uh, we've got area code, oh, come on. There we go. All right, we've got area code 540-706-213. Those are our next three callers. And then we have area code 608, who is not in the lineup. Um, so we've got we've only got 41 minutes of the show left. I'm going to try to make sure I get you all on before the end of the show. So... We'll probably, it's going to have to be two short poems or one normal poem at this point, okay? All right, let's go ahead and bring on 540. 540, you're on the air. Maybe. 540, are you with me? Yes, I am. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm doing fine. How you doing? I haven't spoke to you. I haven't seen many shows in a while. I still love you. I haven't seen you show for a while. Can hardly no, hear you, baby. I've been busy. I've been on the show in a while. I still love you. I just get busy. <laughs> it's okay. You know? I know you guys have lives once in a while. Hey. <laughs> it's it's okay. I don't expect you at home for dinner every night. You're a grown ass man. <laughs> I know you'll come home eventually. Yeah. You're right. Especially it depends <laughs> on what you cook it too. Yeah. If you come real good, I'll I'll stop what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor, make sure you introduce yourself to everybody. Mr. Automatic Terrace Max, you call Mr. A Z Viper. Yeah. Uh, of Viper Network. You have been missed, my dear. I just want you to know that. Uh, oh, that's it. That yeah. mine on the mic. Oh, man. <laughs> 
So what are you going to share with us tonight, sweetheart? Um, I'm going to do a bully poem called uh, I Am Somebody. It's a freestyle. So bear with me. I, okay. I don't want to hurt anymore. Every time I go to school, what's waiting for me? Laughing at my pain. Laughing at me. Call me all kinds of names. But all I want to do is learn. I don't want to be pushed around. I'm trying to be peaceful. But I suffer daily. Somebody's harassing me when I go on the computer. I see all those messages, and I feel like that I'm not somebody, but I am somebody. Will they ever leave me alone? My tears just fall like the rivers flow. Something's got to go. My life is tired and inspired. I'm scared to death to even go outside. And I hate myself. Love has been denied. The time is so sufficient. Wondering whether they leave me alone to be independent. But I am somebody. Even though I don't think that I am somebody. I am in tears. I'm always in fear. Maybe death will be better. Maybe if I take my life, nobody will even notice. Sure, my parents may cry, and they may even ask why. Bullying is so hard for me. Not knowing if I get hit or somebody threw something in my face. Why? I've done nothing wrong. All I wanted to do was be treated like everybody else. That's their expression, hating on me. Or maybe karma will come in the end. When they have something happen to them, I don't want to be bullied no more. I am somebody. This automatic test manager, local engine. Two years in, I'm all in, but I can drive. You freestyle that. That was incredible. Oh, that was absolutely you. awesome, honey. Thank you. You are very, very, that, very welcome. Uh, to help, I hope they can help somebody who's been bullied. I'm, I'm an anti-bully. Say anti-bully. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think nobody should get rash. Get bullied. <clears throat> I didn't know if that was a normal one. <laughs> but, you know, I think okay. it is. Cause I know you got to be calling Oh, you got me to do a short piece or? Uh-huh, yeah, go ahead when you're ready. All right, um, I'm going to call it for following. Very short. Your day is coming. Your day to be at your best. Time when you taking your test. Be above the rest. Be in your time. Make a big example. Every bit of your smile is so worthwhile. 
South is changed. Now, your time is coming to change everything. When you felt like you was a failure, but when you look in the mirror, all you see is greater. Mr. Automatic Test Magic, as the entity is in, I'm all in, but in Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal job tonight. Honey, it is so good to hear from uh, you. So I am so glad you called in. Somebody. What's that? I hope I can inspire somebody. Because, uh, you know, some people hate themselves. I, was, I used to hate myself. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kill myself one time. I did. I wanted to commit suicide because I was bullied and I hated myself. As a young kid, that's why I'm so, you know, when I hear these kids are getting bullied, I want to talk to them. I want to reach out to them. I want to reach out to kids that are getting bullied. Take it's important. Life. It's important that they, you know, yeah. It's just it's really important that they know that they're being heard, that they're being seen, yeah. that they have a voice, that they can have a voice. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah All right, know. my darling, Mr. Charismatic, who I've missed so much. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love. All right, go to com. If you're a singer, if you are, um, you know, any type of artist, if you write poems and stuff like that, I, I'm here to support you. Um, as a matter of fact, email me uh, at 80707 at com. I'm here to, to bless you as we bless each other, 2020. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, are you going to be back next week? I'm going to try. To, are you going to be a bad girl? Are you, have you been naughty? Or, I, I have a question. Have you been naughty or nice? I hope you've been naughty. And I'm definitely <laughs> calling. <laughs> I'm on both I'm lists. Figure that naughty. one out. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go on the naughty list. <laughs> naughty to be nice. Oh, that works. All right, my sassy dear. Right. We will talk to you again soon, honey. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right. All right, so our next caller comes from area code blah, 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 blah. 706. 706, you're on the air. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing, Anna? Hi, honey. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? So, the suspense is about ready to get over. Remember that poem I told you I was saving for you? Uh-huh. Your love, Jones, my love, home. Pardon me? I said, remember that poem I told you I was saving for this week? Yes, Your I love, did. Jones, my love, home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I wrote it because um, this movie that came out called Love, Jones, with um, Neil Long and uh, what's his brother's name? I forgot already. Uh, Lorenz Tate. So, uh, yeah, like I said last week, giving my voice is kind of hoarse, so I'm hoping that I can, you know, come off with it. But, uh, yeah, it's like 
it was the first time I realized that poetry can be done by jazz, you know, by by jazz music with jazz music playing. And um and and because of the fact that it was sensual, it was like it was more exciting hearing it like that. You know, so it inspired me to write this one here. It's called Your Love Jones, My Love All. Here we go. See, I want to go inside you so I can feel your love, Jones, so you can feel my love ball. Inside you, I want to feel your juice as I move your body so freely, so loose. My love bone reaching your love, Jones, taking you to a place you have never known into a world of pure ecstasy. Inside your love, Jones, the two find love definitely never, ever wanted to stop. Until the tours receive every last drop, your love, Jones, and my love, oh, not a dream, but a reality. Let me like that fly to take you higher. Tell me, love, Jones, do you feel my love, own desire? Because I feel your love, Jones, even when you're not around. Telling me what I need to do so we can get down. Taking care of my business so I can take care of our business. Giving your love, Jones, everything it needs in harmony. Because you are a woman, no other love, Jones, will do. Just as I am, man, a love poem was made just for you. Love, Jones, do you understand what I say? That my love, Jones, will be your, that my love poem will be yours forever and a day. Your love, Jones, my love poem. I gotta forgive my voice. As you can hear, it's very hard, you know, and it's like kind of very difficult for me to get the words out, so I like struggling, you know. Well, I think it was phenomenal. Yeah, beautifully I mean, I, written, I can see it. Huh? That's beautifully written. Yeah, no doubt. Hey. And, and the more. And the most important part about that is that it's respectful, you know what I mean, to the women. Yeah. Or the women. There's a difference between erotica you know I mean? and word porn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, that's, and that's my motivation when, I, when, I'm, when I'm doing my poetry like this here, when it's sensual, to make sure, number one, that it's respectful to the women. And it's respectful to the woman. If I'm just, you know, pointing out a certain woman like the woman of my life, which I'm still searching for. <laughs> but uh, I don't do my erotica very often because it's really mean. You know, I think I scare uh-huh. people. <laughs> I said I don't do my erotica very often because I scare people. I'm not nice. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I don't I don't know why I feel I feel that it's different when it comes from a woman. You know what I mean? Women are just made to be erotic. You know what I mean? Y'all are designed to be erotic. You know what I mean? Where you know, where there's no old bars. But sometimes I I see that my brothers out here, they take it a little bit too far. You know what I mean? And and they get disrespectful, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? 
and I don't never want to get that get to that point. You know what I mean? Even when I do That's my awesome. hip hop music, even when I do my hip hop music, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. they call on them bitches and and hoes and all that. You know what I mean? I Ain't do. no such thing. Ain't no you such know, I'm thing. so glad you finally started calling in after how many? How long have I been pestering you about it? <laughs> Let's see. We got. We got a little over a year communicating on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But um, it's good to finally know, talk I, to I, you. Yeah, I get, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to talk to you too. But I was like, kind of like leery about doing it because, you know, I, I met, I have, I did an open mic one time at um, in Queens, Langston Hills, you know, library. Mm-hmm. The Ray Hanks got like Langston News, uh, the great Ray Hanks News Library. And uh, I don't know, I just didn't seem like I came off real good. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that, you know, that when I present my poetry, that, you know, you know I, I put feeling to it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. even when I did my. I did my even when I did my first time doing uh, my hip hop at uh, in front of an audience, the boys club in my neighborhood that I grew up in and whatnot. And uh, Curtis Blow was um, presenting awards for this for this other for uh, some type of show that I was doing. He was presenting awards, and I had the opportunity to uh, open up for him doing one of my songs called Back to the Old School. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I was like, it was terrible. It was terrible. You know why it was terrible? Because I was standing, this is my first time, right? I'm standing there in one spot, you know, doing, doing a song, right? And no showmanship, no moving around. I was like, I was just stuck in one spot. <laughs> I was serious, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, this, this song is back to the old school, right? Check it out. See, back to the old school, the new school, bringing up fools. Remember the good times, the DJ was spinning the records. Good times, whatever happened to us, the message. Stop the gangster rappers, gangster rappers, not a fact. It's setting our youth up for self-destruction and a death trap. Now tell me, is that really where it's at? In case you did not know, hip-hop and rap is not the same. Hip-hop is on a positive level, rap is just talking game. So we must speak the truth to our youth. How would you feel if that youth was you? Back to the old school, the new schools bringing up fools. Say what is killing this and killing that. I got your girl lying on her back. Say these lines do not mean a thing. Is this the reason why you sing? Say you gangster rappers must be on drugs. Talking about how you all want to be a thug. Talking about how you going to take my girl. And what you going to do is take over the world. Say you almost start singing on a positive level. Not singing for saving Lucifer and the devil. Can't you see he has you blinded? Open up your eyes and your mind, you will find it. Remember when you used to ride your bike around, 
when there was nothing to do and you made it through me around. Today you're walking around slow with you, not knowing which way to go or which way to choose. Remember Grandmaster Black, Chaos One and Curtis Rowe back in the day when they was running the show, talking about nothing negative, only how in the way life is lived. Chuck Rock went to school to learn the hip-hop words. Tell me, tell me, haven't you heard? Told us if it wasn't for his record, that we'd probably still be walking around naked. Back to the old school, the new school's bringing up fools. <laughs> now, can you imagine me doing that song, just standing in one spot? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to be animated. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm telling you, you know what I mean? Well, that was my first time out, you know what I mean? And I was like, hey, you know, there's no wonder why Curtis Bowen said, yo, I like the way you did that song and shout out my name, you know? No showmanship, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, you know, you have, you have to be, you have to be correct. And I wanted to come correct, you know what I mean? Hang on one moment. One moment. Okay, I'm here. Sorry. I had to, I was multitasking for a second. I just got a page in from the tech issues we're having on the show. Sounds, excuse me, sounds like my voice. My voice. <laughs> See, you hear it? It's like crazy. You know? That technical difficulty with my voice. Amazing. No, right? you sound awesome. You sound great. Yeah. All right, my sweetie. You want to do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you? Facebook. Facebook. I got. I also have a page called Poetry Lane that I'm still trying to get back into because I locked myself out. You know, you can find some of my poetry there, but you can't find it because. Once once it's a private it's a private uh private thing so I would have to you know acknowledge you and open you up into the into the page but I don't like myself out that day so disregard that poetry land I might have to set up another one but uh find me on Facebook Ivory Stones um, very cool. Uh, no doubt. All so right. So what you got planned for, so for the new year? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to just get over this cold. That's my only. That's my only goal for New Year. Okay. All right. I got you. Hey, listen. I got a remedy for you. What's that? Get you some cherry flavor Nyquil, right? Get some chamomile tea. No milk. Touch of sugar, take it before bedtime. When you wake up in the morning, you're gonna love me. Okay, I will let you know All how right. that goes. Please do. Okay. It was nice talking to you. All right, Irie, and thank I you so much, baby, for being here tonight. I appreciate it so much. Appreciate you too, now. And I'll thank this new year. All right, we'll talk to you in a little bit, sweetie.
Thank you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give our next three callers. We've got area code 513-585 and 608 if I can get this board to work. Let me see if I can grab. 513, can you hear me? Peace and blessings. Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? Uh, I'm with a hell enough. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's good That's to hear good. from you. Yeah, I wouldn't ever stay on for the new um, for the anniversary show too long, but I was able to call in to check it out a little bit. But I'm here for the new year. Well, I am very glad. Thank you. Well, I'll go ahead and um, do a piece. The piece that I have is titled Portrait of Love. Um, I was gifted a painting, and this is my thoughts from staring at the painting for hours. Touch your mind, fill your heart, and enter to your soul with my thoughts. Her lips drip poetry, so I know it's for me. Love mixed in metaphorically, purposefully. I stand on my word, every spoken verse that you heard would be to simulate a wow. Stimulate her smile. Crossing purple bridge, walk a country game, mouth just to spit with you. If I need to put in a haiku. So deep definition and details of my ink embedded within your physique. So I'm always where you exactly be. That's my heart and soul equivalent to home. Slam the cave canvas, the truth reveal the fact. Where I want to be all alone Sometimes selfishly All Alone Just me and my poetry No sister, no cousin, no brother, no mother Only I and my love of her Rather she's speaking verbs Writing prose that's intended to be blurbs I'm bending knee from her stanza Have it flowing through my veins and nerves Amplified like a golden microphone. Felt vibrations so in tune they melted and merged. The connection of one from two. Kind of fell into a butterfly after the wings grew. That's my thoughts. You know, there's a name for poems that are written for pieces of art, for paintings, or or. based on artwork. Did you know that? I did not. It's called ekphrastic. E-K-P-H-R-A-S-T-I-C. Ekphrastic poetry. And it's poems that are written and inspired by pieces of art, like your poetry or your your portrait of love. Mm. It's beautiful. Just beautiful. Thank you for that information. You're I always welcome. enjoy collecting knowledge. <laughs> I, I am 
a plethora of weird tidbits of things. It works. (laughs) So now you can say, this is my acrostic poem written to a piece of art called acrostic. Yeah. Spelt really weird. It's hard for me to say, too. But, yeah. I'm going to work on it. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor, love. Tell me or tell everyone how to come find you. I know how to find you, but tell everyone else how to come find you. Mr. Romeo DiNanti, R-O-M-E-O, D apostrophe N-A-T-I, all social networks. I am so glad you were able to call in tonight. You know, we've been friends for a long time, and I've been a fan of yours for even longer. And uh, uh, just it means a lot to me. It really means a lot to my heart when you stop by. I appreciate it. I, I always enjoy listening to your show. I don't get to come in often, but when I'm here, it's always a joy and blessing. <laughs> you and are. Like you are a joy and blessing. Been around for a, a long time, really giving us a platform to share our thoughts. And, you know, it's purely selfish, believe me. I get to sit here and listen to all you cool people every week. I'm just hey, I'm just the nerd who answers the phone. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, my love. Appreciate you, honey. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you, man. A blessing. Enjoy the night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love, love hearing from him. All right. Next caller, 585. 585, you're on the air, maybe. Are you with me, 585? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, you. Hey, how you doing, I'm doing awesome. Everybody's bringing their best game. (laughs) It's been a great night, hasn't it? Yeah, for what I've I've been able to hear maybe the last 45 minutes, and I've enjoyed all of it. Um, So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. And I hope that we're all on the precipice of something great as this new year begins in about another week. Um, So I have a little poem. I don't get to do two, but I get to do one for us tonight. This is what happens when someday you just get a jolt of energy go through you and comes out in uh, every uh, every word that you put down. So here's a poem that I just finished editing called Fury Unleashed. I wrote it ten months ago. It's posted on uh, allpoetry.com. Fury unleashed, lambasting us from the cosmos, fierce platinum bolts of light emblazoned on jagged arcs, splitting from the great skies, the clump of lumber that lumber across the skies. Crackling came cankerous menace, alighting to the highest towers, rumbling mightily deep beneath our tiptoeing through trepidation, wondering and pondering mysteries. Racked by a wretched fear of the powerful, the ponderous, the terrifying, ear-splitting explosion of the sky's fury, unleashed in a storm shattering of illusions, tormenting of uneasy peace. And poem. I love it. Fantastic, sweetheart. Sometimes it's just an energy that's got to be let out. That's the mm-hmm. I just look like a runaway train. Let it go. Yeah. It's fun when something happens like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When it just comes out like it's supposed to. 
Yeah, and you don't know when and you don't know why, but, but you know, and underneath it all, there is a, this connection between, you know, what we feel mentally and emotionally and what nature is giving us at the moment. You know, sometimes nature leaves us alone and lets us go along with our bullshit. And then, you know, for some reason in a, in a violent thunderstorm, we feel a little bit less secure in stuff that we think on the shelf but not think about. You know, the world becomes a, a place that, that wasn't, that isn't as, as secure and placid as it was 20 minutes ago. Mhm. And that's what I tried to capture there. Well, you did a great job with it. Well, I'm glad to be among the people tonight. Really <laughs> am. Oh. Yeah. Perfect way to have you. It's perfect having you here, bringing out the old year and bringing in the new year and just appreciate it, sweetheart. So much you have no idea. I promise that in the coming year I will be here much more than I was was able to do in the past year. I kind of just let myself go in a direction, which was a good direction, and now it's just time to manage everything a little differently. That's all. <laughs> I don't time guilt anybody. I know life happens. It's like I said earlier. You know, you guys are allowed to have a life. I know you guys go out there and, you know, but it, it's. I, I know you always come home eventually. You know, you make it back well, your way back here when you do. Well, it's, yeah, it's okay. Let me say this to you so no one feels that you're being too narcissistic about this. It's not that you miss me. It's that I miss you. Aww. You're such a sweetheart. Ask 10 men, they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I am Doug Curry, <laughs> and I'm off Facebook under my name, Doug Curry, and also... I have a Facebook page for my radio program, Blacks and Blues. And Blacks and Blues is a blues show. It can be heard on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at WRUR.org. can be heard on Saturday night for one hour coming out of Chicago at WDCB.org. We just got good news that the show is now being archived there. So at WDCB.org forward slash archives for the for a period of two weeks, you can hear any of the Saturday night shows at any time that you desire. So we're glad to make the shows available and glad to be accessible to people in that way. But I'm really glad to be here and do poetry with you. Oh, we're glad you're here too, baby. And we will talk. We'll talk to you next year. Okay, sweetheart. Thank you for everything. <laughs> you're welcome, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Our last caller for the evening will be Mr. James Wensapian at 608. How are you, sir? Mr. Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods. Hey, Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods. It's good to hear from you, stranger. No, I didn't realize it's been a month. (laughs) I did. I torturously suffered every moment. Well, oh well. I'm glad you're here. Happy late birthday. Still my, thank you. Still my birthday. How long? Is it? It's today, right? Day after Christmas. It's, yeah, it's still, yeah, for another mm-hmm. couple hours. Yep. You ready? Yes. Happy I birthday to you. Oh. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear James. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thanks, Nyla. I don't, I don't know how much of a gift that was, but that was for you. <laughs> yeah. I spent two hours writing an email to somebody because they screwed up an agreement that we had. And I didn't find out until days later, and I have like two days to fix it. And I may not be able to fix it until the last day of the year, which is when it has to be fixed. That's what I got to do on my birthday. Nothing with the puppies, is it? Oh, no. Oh, and I almost forgot we had a a major scare about two weeks ago. A major scare. What happened? I it, Lakota was out on the cable, and I went and got Amy, and when I came back, Lakota was gone. And I had some chicken on the top of my pickup truck in a plastic bag, and it was out of reach, and somehow... He actually got the opposite end of the cable from his collar loose from where it was tied, and I don't know how, clipped on. I have no clue. He stole the chicken in the bag and went and hid, and I freaked out for about 10 minutes, tromping all over my property in the woods trying to find him. And then I start walking down my driveway, and who comes walking up behind me pulling the cable? He ran off into the woods and ate the chicken and came back and shit out the plastic over the next week. So he ate the plastic too. (laughs) Yeah, if there's food around, he'll want it. He just, that, that, and you can't take food away from him either. He doesn't like it. Well, that's something that I'm going to start working on because I've never had that problem before. And he's just going to have to learn to, to trust me. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm not worried about. I'll figure it out. He he's does been really that, good. He was, he he's been that way since a puppy. It was the only thing that yeah. there was ever an issue on. was he If it's food and he has it, it's his. You don't take it away from him. Yeah, and I've found this guy... Uh, his first name's Tom on YouTube. He's got a, he calls himself America's dog educator, I think. He's in New York. And this guy is just unbelievable with what he does with dogs. And he was actually talking about this a little bit, but basically what it is in short is that it's like a little kid. You know, he sees food, mine. And I have to teach him, no, not yours. It's, mine until I say it's okay it's yours mm-hmm. and all he did with one of the dogs was he dropped like one piece of dog food into a tin bowl and, and he wouldn't let the dog go get it and then he'd end up putting more in take the bowl away put it back make sure that he would the dog would stay where it was and not go to the bowl and, but in between like each time if he stayed there then he would let 
the dog go get the food. So it's really cool. I could send you a link. Uh, I learned a lot from him. And Lakota pretty much sits every time I stop. We stop walking. And he doesn't pull much. He was always a good walker. No more. No more. uh, Yeah. I'm sure. No more harness. You got the prong collar. Which this guy Tom said is actually the best thing that you can use with a dog. And I I agree because I've used them for decades. Because it's not. Are you going to read a poem for us, sweetheart? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not like a choke collar because it doesn't I choke know, them. I know, all. I know what they are. Just put pressure on. Okay. But yeah. other people might not. They they flip out when they see them. They think they can hurt the dog, and they they really they can't. So I have two, but we only have three minutes. Should I read the shorter one? Uh, whichever one you want to read, honey. Well, then I'll read the other one because I haven't read this one in a while. I'm working on another one that I didn't finish. So this one is titled Naughty Santa. Santa came down the chimney to give you a Christmas gift. And much to his surprise, you were waiting to give him a gift of your own. And as you laid down on the polar bear rug, He gently tied you up with silken red bows and licked the sugar and drank the milk and ate the cookie you provided for him. And with a ho-ho-ho, he left you with a gift from his candy cane and his little red velvet sack. And Paul. Oh, my God. I hate you right now. (laughs) What the hell was that? Some poem I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> my God. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. Awesome. James, tell everyone how to find your baby. <laughs> you can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Put it in the Facebook search box and you can find me there and a cool composite picture nylon uh, made for me. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, a Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. It also has some cool art in it. Very cool. All right. I'm going to give you a call in the next couple of days so we can get caught up and find out what's going on with my puppy and and send more pictures. And I love you. I'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Did you, did, did you get the ones I sent? Which when? They were about a week ago. Yes, but I want more. Okay. <laughs> I want more. All right. Just like sweetie, I we'll wanted more before he... And I complied every time. 
No. For those Almost. of you that don't know, I had this amazing, beautiful wolf dog named Lakota, and because of insurance reasons, I was not able to keep him here. And uh, James has him now at his place, so we share a baby together. You saw the ones with him playing with Amy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did the, did the video come through or not? Uh-huh. Sure did. It did? Okay. All right, because I was having problems with... Uh, my internet upload speed. I had to try nope. it like three times. No, I got it. They have a but blast. I, will, I know, I can tell. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. And, and they don't make any sound at all when they're doing that? Mm-hmm. It's not like the other ones that I had. I mean, you know, Alaskan Mal, I mean, little Siberian Husky with the wolf, and they talked to each other. Lakota doesn't at all. Lakota is the quietest no. dog I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, I have never, he's never even howled either. Amy does it almost every day. I've heard him howl, but he's never barked. But he would, yeah. he, I mean, he would, he talks to you, but he doesn't bark, he doesn't make a sound, He. but he does talk to you. That's crazy. Yeah, he's something, awesome. yeah, yeah, sometimes, because like when I want him to lay down and he's being a little obstinate, he'll go, hmm. Like a grumpy old man? It's not a, it's not a growl. It's funny. It's a groan. He's just like, he's like, I don't wanna. Yeah. And <laughs> he's down. He's just, I don't wanna, but I don't wanna. All right, I gotta go, babe. I will talk to you in a couple of days. You have a really good New Year. Happy birthday to you and all that good stuff. Okay. All right. Thanks, Nyla. You're welcome, honey. I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right. Yep. Right. Bye bye. I am so glad we were able to make it through the whole show with the lines messing up. Um, so yeah, this 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 is a this is a win. I'm going to close our show tonight with a piece by Kenny Stewart called "A Poet's Dream," and I just think it's appropriate for being the close of our our year. And I think it's a great message in this piece. Beautiful. Just just a beautiful piece of poetry. I will talk to everybody next week. Our first show of the new year and. Good night, everybody. Is it in a poet's dream to leave etched in stone musings in the imaginations of those here and those who are not yet born? Leaving ourselves not quite immortal, yet centuries shall pass for the elements to fade these etchings warm. And is it in a poet's dream to be viewed as a horizon, truly reaching all those who look in our direction, yet remaining elusive to their outreached detection, being like that line between earth and sky, never diminishing in its distance, always visible beyond our existence? And is it in a poet's dream to answer riddles within our dancing words, to cast fresh perspectives upon the herds who are desperately stepping within our wake to find this higher ground? Through our translucent clarity, can it be found? Is it in a poet's dream to take flight on feather pen and wing, and with stardust inkwells light lifestyles to follow our passion on all eyes? When seen, will we be recognized or plagiarized? What is in a poet's dream? I don't know. I haven't seen. My mind has spared me in my sleep. My most poetic seed so deep. If one should see this, what would I see?
right and answers it.